Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Hunting Seasons, a podcast about two friends catching up on notable television shows one season at a time. I'm Broderick Gordis. I'm Damask Leary. And today we'll be discussing season one of Jessica Jones. Yay! How are you, Damask? I'm good. Finally, the day is here. Oh, you're looking forward to this one? Yes. Well, I have wanted you to watch this show for a very long time and Mm. you've finally done it. Well, yeah, it's done. Because you're such a Marvel fanboy. I'm shocked that you haven't already. I mean, there's so much Marvel television stuff to do, though, as well. Like, we've talked about this last week. There's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's Peggy Carter, there is all of these Defenders. Agent Carter, sorry. There's all of these Defenders shows. There is going to be a Cloak and Dagger series. Inhumans is coming as well. And apparently, the one I'm really excited about, Mm. Runaways is getting made. Oh, yeah. That's your jam, isn't it? Runaways is is, yeah, pretty much the series that got me into actually reading Marvel comics, if not comics in general. So fucking good. Brian K. Vaughan, my favourite. If I've ever read a Marvel comic. (sighs) I've got. The complete Brian K. Vaughan run mm. upstairs. You may borrow it whenever you wish. It's great. Okay. It's really good. I reckon it'd be right up your alley, actually. It's teenage stuff. What are you saying? Simple- that I'm immature and... No, no just because, you know, Buffy and stuff. I like, have we pimples. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Both those things might be true, but rude. But, like, think of it like it is about a bunch of kids who find out their parents are supervillains. Awesome. And that they have, like... Each of them has sort of some sort of special ability, basically. Mm, interesting. And they run away from their parents who are supervillains. Cool. Fucking great. So good. Cool. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica Jones. Spoiler warning. On this episode, we will be discussing everything that happens in season one of Jessica Jones. Before listening, we recommend watching Jessica Jones and Daredevil season one. If you've not yet done so, proceed with caution. There are spoilers ahead. You have been warned. A quick breakdown. Jessica Jones is a Netflix original action slash drama slash noir series based on the Marvel comic book superhero of the same name from the series series Alias, it was called, in mm-hmm. the comic books, and the second show in, in the Defenders Netflix universe, the first being Daredevil, which we did last week on Hunting Seasons. Created by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gados, Jessica Jones made her debut in Alias Number 1 in November of 2001. So as far as these like Marvel superheroes go, she's quite a recent one. Yeah, like- she's the only one... Well, when she came out, I know, that was created after 1970. Is that right? Mm, there yep. you go. Uh, adapted, adapting the character to the small screen is Melissa Rosenberg, a TV writer with extensive credits, including Ally McBeal, The O.C., Dexter, and Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Mm. Ooh. The show stars Kristen Ritter, Rachel Taylor, Carrie Ann Moss, Mike Coulter, and David Tennant as Kilgrave, a.k.a. Purple Man. 
Season 1 consists of 13 episodes, each coming in at around 55 minutes, and took us approximately 11 hours and 15 minutes to watch. Damask, do you have a story synopsis for us? I sure do. A young P.I. sits on the dark streets of New York, watching the secret lives of those around her. She is Jessica Jones, and there's more to her than meets the eye. She watches a bar owner with more interest than her usual subjects. She is connected to him, but how? Her days are filled with drinking, trying to forget a terrible past, but that past comes knocking on her door in the form of scared parents looking for their daughter, Hope. As Jessica uses her detective skills to hunt down the young woman, she begins to see a pattern in the girl's behaviour. It's the same as Jessica's was just a year earlier, when she was under the control of a man named Kilgrave. He has a unique ability to control those around him with verbal commands. Those that hear his voice are enslaved to his will, and the last Jessica saw of Kilgrave was him being run over by a bus after he had commanded her to kill an innocent woman. How is he back? Jessica is determined to find out. Eventually, Jessica is able to save Hope from her captor, and perhaps she's able to give this girl a happy ending that eluded her. But... Actually, instead, this is just the first move in Kilgrave's game. He orders Hope to murder her parents. Jessica is devastated that Kilgrave has outsmarted her, and Hope is sent to prison. Jessica convinces the lawyer, Hogarth, to defend Hope, and Jessica's adoptive sister, a former child star and present-day radio host, uses her position in the media to get the word out about Kilgrave. And Kilgrave doesn't take too kindly to this, of course, and sends Officer Simpson to kill Trish. Jessica just manages to intervene in time and convince Officer Simpson that he's completed his task and therefore breaks Kilgrave's spell. She then follows Simpson back to where Kilgrave is residing. They have a standoff, but Jessica must let Kilgrave go in order to stop Simpson from jumping off a building. Jessica is also able to uncover how Kilgrave seems to have risen from the dead. He commanded a doctor to save him and sign his death certificate. Following this lead, Jessica finds out that Kilgrave is rendered helpless when under general anaesthetic. She concocts a plan to kidnap him with the help of her dear sister and their new friend Simpson. And of course, this is a massive failure and Kilgrave is set loose. But let's try and forget about that hardship and focus on the super intense sexy times Jessica Jones has with Luke Cage. Mm, Remember him? He's the guy who she has been stalking from the beginning. It turns out that his deceased wife is in fact the very same woman that Jessica was forced to kill by Kilgrave. My oh my, that seems very inappropriate. And Luke agrees with that assessment when he finds out the truth about Jessica. He calls her a piece of shit, which is valid, and then walks off into the night. And to that I say to Mr. Cage, I hate to see you go, but I love to watch you leave. Because he's got a great butt, in case you didn't get that. Yep, okay. I didn't get that, sorry. He's a great butt. Oh, everything is great. Mm. 10 out of 10. Anyway, moving on. All Jessica has ever wanted, other than Kilgrave's head on a spike, is to have Hope released from prison. And she gets her wish. Except it isn't because the justice system has prevailed. It's because Kilgrave has had a little chat with some judges. He then kidnaps Hope alongside some support group members and brings them all together to have a little talk with Jessica. Hope sacrifices herself, no longer a pawn to be used by Kilgrave, and she makes Jessica promise to kill their mutual enemy. And Jessica obliges. The hunt is on. 
Oh, did I mention that Kilgrave kidnapped his dad, who was some sort of scientific genius, and is forcing him to create a serum that increases his power? Well, he is. He needs to be able to control Jessica again and make her life a living hell. The two enemies finally face off. Will Jessica's willpower hold out, or will she succumb? With Trish by her side, Jessica is ready to find out. Jessica chases down Kilgrave, and when she has him in her sights, he tells her to stop in her tracks. And she does. He is naturally wary. It's probably a trick. And so he lures Trish to his side, telling Jessica that he will take away the one person she's able to love, and he will torture her and rape her every day. When Jessica stays stationary, not intervening at the threat of Trish's life being destroyed, Kilgrave is convinced of his newfound power over Jessica, and as he smugly looks over her in victory, she grabs him and breaks his stupid neck. You've been punked, Kilgrave, you little bitch! The end. <laughs> that's exactly how I remember it happening yep. at the end as well. That's it's like exactly. Ashton Kutcher came out. It's like, <laughs> punk bitch! With his trucker cap. Yeah. Yep. It was great. It was, it was good. Didn't realize it was going to be such a close uh, uh, Such a surprising cameo from <laughs> Ashton at the end there. Yeah, was, I mean, yeah. first we had Claire and then Ashton Kutcher. Know, it was like, Rosario Dawson and Ashton Kutcher. Oh my God. Incredible. Very nice. Thank you for that, Damask. So, before we get into general thoughts, uh, quick thing I just wanted to do. A, let's just quickly discuss why we're talking about Jessica Jones. Number one, um, well, we've already explained the, in the Daredevil episode, Jessica Jones is part of the Defenders series on Netflix mm-hmm. and we're trying to get through those. But something I did want to ask with all these characters as we go through them, what is our previous relationship with the character of Jessica Jones? Are you, like Daredevil, familiar with Jessica Jones and anything else ever? never heard of Jessica Jones. At all, just ne- not not a whisper of the woman. Um, I yeah, I, I I had no relationship with that character. I'd never heard of Luke Cage before, right? Or his other name was it Power Man or whatever? Never. Yeah, I think he was Power yeah, Man. Never, never heard of him. I've uh, never heard of Kilgrave. Never heard of the Purple Man. Yep. None of it. Comple- came in completely blind to this. I, if I had any familiarity with Jessica Jones. It must have been a very brief appearance in another comic I was reading. Mm. I've definitely never read a single comic of hers. I wasn't aware of her character um, in any real sense. Luke Cage, mm. yes. Right. But mainly in the sense that I was aware of him right. as being a character more than actually having read any of his comics. Mm-hmm. Kilgrave, I'd never heard of the Purple Man. Purple Man, I remember when they were talking about Jessica Jones and when David Tennant was cast, mm. the name was thrown around of Purple Man. Well, I've he was originally a, a Daredevil. He originally appeared in Daredevil. Oh, Purple Man did? Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and I didn't, because I, I knew like Jessica Jones coming out this and Luke Cage, that character from Jessica Jones, was then going to have his show as well. Yeah. I thought Luke Cage was of the era of Jessica Jones. No. I did Lu- not yeah, realize that he pre- predated her by so much. And then he's like... A huge part of the Marvel Universe. Luke Cage for a long time was discussed. Um, I don't remember the guy's name. The guy who did the brute ads. Do you know the ones yes. about like here I, I'm on a, now I'm on a horse. Isn't that, that guy. Old Spice? Old Spice, thank you. Yeah, the Old Spice guy. I hate yeah. the smell of brute. I do? I hate it. I'm wearing it right now. It's disgusting. Uh, old- you should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the Old Spice guy. For yeah. ages, because he was sort of like a known figure, I don't. I think it must have been around the time that Marvel was starting to expand the universe, but before mm-hmm. the Defenders was a thing, or at least the Netflix Defenders, he kept trying to put his hand up to play Luke Cage. Like, right. I want to play Luke Cage. And mm-hmm. that realistically, he was sort of the, apart from the Samuel L. Jackson, Nick Fury, was the black Marvel character, yeah. even ahead of Black Panther. 
in a lot of ways. But now we're getting Black Panther in the... And we've had um, Falcon, um, Sam Wilson, or whatever his name is, in the... Sam, anyway, from the Captain America series. Right. He's, so we've got a few black characters now and yep. there. Um, but yeah, Luke Cage was sort of talked about for a while. And then, mm. yeah, I was... He's he's been around for a long time. Yeah. Um, and Iron Fist is well, no, Iron Fist isn't in this, but he's the other one. But we'll talk about that when we get to him. Anyway, let's get to our general thoughts then. Damask, you can go first because you saw it first. I'm a huge fan of this show. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I mean, I'm, I was, I already love Veronica Mars, and this is Veronica Mars plus. This is adult Veronica Mars. I actually read somewhere someone called this uh, Jessica Jones is Veronica Mars with a hangover, <laughs> which I think is pretty accurate. Not only is Jessica a great character, we also see her have a female friendship, which is something I have been yearning for in this kind of movie for a very long time. Two women able to hang out, connect, awesome. And it also has, I think, the scariest Marvel villain I've ever seen. Like, I am genuinely terrified of Kilgrave. So, I like, it's... And the story in it, it's not just... Good versus evil. It's it's such a personal story. It's such a personal battle. And that is always going to resonate more with me than trying to save the world, you know? So, sure. yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. I love it. What about you? Um, straight up, massive improvement on Daredevil in a, a lot of different ways. Oh, yeah. Heaps and heaps in different ways. But. Mm, mm, but. Mm. I can't get over. And it's it's it might be because of how we're watching these. It might be because of how closely I'm watching these lately. But Netflix has given me the fucking shits. <laughs> Netflix, Netflix's style of thirteen episode, fucking hour long episodes mm-hmm. is awful mm-hmm. when they don't have enough content to actually put into that many episodes. Okay. And straight up though, mm. the Jessica Kilgrave stuff. Fucking awesome. Yeah. I love all of that. Mm-hmm. All of that is great. Yeah. I like Luke Cage. I like Trish. Mm-hmm. And then everything outside of that really, really, I do not have a lot of time for. Okay. I think there's some good ideas there. Mm-hmm. I think there are some horrendous performances and a lot of characters I couldn't give a shit about that get way too much screen time. And total episodes you could scrap out this season and you wouldn't lose a goddamn thing for the actual plot that I care about, which is Jessica and Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think on the rewatch, I, one, I agree with too many episodes and there's certain ones that you could cut out and there are... Most certainly some, I think, superfluous characters. Yeah. I, w- I would agree with that. Yep. So, that's, yeah. So, yes. Definitely better than Daredevil. Definitely has a really great plot. Great, great central plot. Can we plot. just clarify? This is so much better than Daredevil. In, in a million different ways, which we'll get to. And maybe we might start that as our first discussion point. Why? What is better about this than Daredevil was? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but for all the hype it got... And I can see why certain elements were really hyped mm. as a whole product. Again, I've, pro- I've probably been spoiled. Like, you were having this reaction to Louis season four because you just watched Master of None. Mm. I've just watched Glow. And I know it's a completely different <laughs> show. But fuck, I walked away from that season one. And spoiler alert for when we... D- well, I'm actually going to be on the episode where we talk about this. I fucking loved, like, five stars. 
great television. Mm. Loved it to bits. And then I sit down and watch Jessica Jones. I'm sitting here going, this has got like right now it's got no pace. It's got nothing going on right now. That Nothing that I'm interested in. Why are we concentrating on fucking Simpson right now? Kilgrave just had Hope. No, Hope just killed herself mm. to give Jessica the ability to kill Kilgrave finally. She's taken herself out of the equation to get Kilgrave done for the greater good and we're going to spend an episode on fucking Simpson? Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, show. That is bullshit. Mm. It gave me the shits. Anyway, so let's start with just that, as we said. What is better about Jessica Jones than Daredevil? Number one... For whatever reason, and it's hard to pin down, I think, sometimes what it is exactly, mm. but I give a hell of a lot more of a shit about Jessica Jones and her relationship with Luke Cage and Kilgrave and Trish yep. than I ever did about Matt Murdock and Foggy and Karen. Just straight up. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's try to pinpoint why that might be. Yep. Give me a second. <laughs> I think I think there's a couple of things. I think one, there it doesn't wear its heart in its sleeve as much. Like Daredevil is trying to be that soppy, like, like comedy, sitcom type of family thing mm. going on. They're like, oh, God, I love it's, you guys so it's much. sickly sweet. Whereas Saccharin. in this, it, yeah, in this show, we have a bit of salt with Jessica. So she can like. Oh, I mean, a lot of salt. <laughs> a lot like, of salt. it's like. Lick, She's a tequila lick, slammer. Lick, lick, yeah. lick, 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 <laughs> sip, suck. Yeah. Yeah. Which I, it, it certainly helps. Yeah. Because very rarely have I ever been in any kind of situation in which everyone's like, oh, we love each other. Yeah. That's not the world. Or they, sit there, like being or they sit there lamenting. It's like, oh, man, I hate how we're not friends anymore. This is how things should be. Exactly. Because uh, that, that's not how human relationships work. Yeah. Um, so I, that's, that's certainly is a part of it. I mean, Jessica Jones is like an over-exaggerated noir stereotype as well. I mean, oh. she's, she's, she's an inversion a little bit of the, usually the male sort of yeah. private eye, you know, with a dark history and drinks too much. And then, you know, the, the uh, femme fatale in this is the Luke Cage, which is, which is pretty <laughs> cool. Um, he's not a femme fatale. I mean, not really. He's sort he's, of, he's, is the closest thing we get to that. He's, one of the most perfect humans ever. He doesn't have a bad bone in his body. <laughs> but the, uh, oh, well, you know, there's a. I mean, he's got a very bad bone. Yeah. So to speak. <laughs> um, so it can get, it can go over the top in the gruffness and stuff sometimes. But that plays always better for me, possibly because of the performance. Maybe well, just Kristen, the writing's better. Yeah, Kristen Ritter, like, this is her, totally in her wheelhouse. Is yeah. that sarcastic, sardonic oh, is sense it James? of James? Is that the name of a character in Breaking Bad? Yeah. Oh, Jane. <laughs> How I miss thee. But in like, you know, I remember her from, she was actually in Veronica Mars. She was oh. in Gilmore Girls oh. and she's in Don't Trust to Be, yeah, which, which is hilarious. Right. It's really good. Um, it's a, a shame that it got cancelled, but that means she could be just Jessica Jones, so I can't complain too much. Um, so it's certainly in her wheelhouse and she is a great comedic actress. Right, yeah. And she pulls it off. And I think one of the problems we really had with, even if you have those really saccharine moments that we have in Daredevil, if you have actors that can bring truth to that, yeah. um, I, think, I think you can make it work. And I think overall, generally speaking, the performances in Jessica Jones are much more believable than Daredevil. 
Well, even just to go reflect back on Daredevil for a second, what you're saying about the whole saccharine thing. The thing is, I I quite appreciate that sweetly saccharine stuff when I don't. It, when it no no, but when it's earned. So like, let's be honest, Parks and Rec, as sweet as it gets, right? But that's not how everyone starts. Leslie wants to be best friends with. Anne, but Anne is not straight up receptive to that. Mm. Um, her relationship with Ron is always a little bit weird because they're so opposite each other. Tom is completely aloof in the first season. Over time, they grow together until they get to a point where they can have those sweet and saccharine moments. And mm. then you believe it. In Daredevil, they've known each other for two episodes. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, this is the best family ever, guys. Yeah. But once again, also, like, Parks and Rec is a straight up comedy. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, true, too. Yeah. You're right. So it, it helps. Because these people are um, meant to be caricatures. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. true too. Um, yeah, so straight away that helps. The writing, the the tone suits the show really well. I like that it is a drama slash like mystery detective show mm-hmm. first and an action show yeah. second. I like that, you know, obviously Daredevil was very well received, but Jessica Jones still chose to walk its, like go its own path, mm-hmm. which is good. It's like... Daredevil is this very kind of action-heavy kung fu-esque type yeah. show. And then we have Jessica Jones, which is much more detective-based. And like, and then we do have bits of fighting, but nowhere near the extent that we have in Daredevil. Well, and it's, it's and different kinds of fighting as well. Very different. There is a lot of power there, but it's mm. not necessarily meant to be the skills no, that this, like, this Daredevil is We don't really have ninjas have. running around. No, exactly. <laughs> so, You've got yeah. some brute force in yeah. there, though. And that's impressive to just sort of see yeah. like walls being splintered apart. Yeah. And that makes it dynamic and fun. But I, you don't need to make them do flips. Yeah. Even like be cool. the fighting style grounds this story Definitely, as well yeah. as the characters in the story itself. Yeah. yeah. So that helps too. What else sets this apart from Daredevil compared to what Daredevil did? I mean, I personally think the villain is that much more interesting and so funny. But I I mm. know you were a bit bigger fan of Fisk than I, I was. I, I like Fisk. I think... For Daredevil, he's a saving grace for that mm-hmm. first season. Absolutely. But Killgrave fucking kills it. Pun intended. Grave. <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking kills it, Grave. Kills it, Grave. Um, yeah, no, he does. Like, he's so scary. Yeah. He's like the first time I watched it, I, I couldn't, I had to stop watching it at night because I found it so disturbing. There is some spectacular. Spectacular ideas and imagery around the whole Kilgrave concept. Mm. Like, it's hard to say they didn't really explore just how fucked up the power is of just being able to tell anybody to do something they will in- they will obey. It's fucking nuts. The millions of different ways that people are killed or kill themselves or just the fucked up torturous things he does. Like, the mm-hmm. imagery of... That guy banging his head into a post is like, you know, see how long it takes you to bang your head through that post. Yeah, get your head through the post. Or the guy with the garden shears who like puts him in his Uh. mouth and then falls down. Or the guy who's like trying to wipe his dad off the face of the planet. So he's trying to put the arms on the fucking blender. Or like there's so many. Just the one where he tells the guy to go stand over there forever. Right? That They're almost the ones that, well... Sure, like the dad's arm in the blender and stuff is super gross and like the shears through the head are like really disturbing. But it's the ones where he's just like telling someone to go stand somewhere forever. Like that. It was the the servants that he had who was like, stand there and don't blink until you see Jessica yeah. approaching. 
Like it just that's just for the fucking It's just fucked it's, upness of it. Yeah, so just insidious and evil. It's so evil. That that is really compelling yeah. when you're like, just getting that when crazy they're just stuff like every so g- they're not even like overtly violent, but they're just like callous and just or cold. When, and- remember he has all the cops in the police station like pointing guns at each other and mm. he's like, in thirty seconds you're all gonna realize this is a hilarious pl- prank. And mm. 30 seconds later, they all just start laughing hysterically. <laughs> and it's like, this is so fucking unsettling mm. that someone could... Like, the amount of power you have here is really, really well uh, illustrated. Yeah. And, really and, and they ways. do it in different ways. like Constantly inventive. Like, and even when um, Jessica is back at her childhood home and the neighbor comes over. Oh, and yeah. he's just like, well, why would you say that? Isn't that a shitty thing to say? And she kind of like becomes... You can see like the vulnerability because she's having to be honest and be like, you know, it makes me feel important. And she's like, oh, fuck, yeah. You could just like be like, tell me the truth. Because Hogarth yeah. has that um, thing of, well, it's like, what a waste of that yeah. power. Like the idea of it's like, well, let's consider this for a second. There is a real upside to someone who can do this if used appropriately. It still would be a violation of people. But fuck, you could really, you know, non-violently fix situations or control bad mm. people the bit where he she gets Kilgrave to go and get that guy to yeah. not kill his family and then hand himself over to the police that's but I, pretty compelling yeah but I also like that when we see we see Ho- like Hogarth says that and then we see Jessica's reaction and yeah, she's so against it and yeah. it's like an adverse reaction because it's like well you don't know what that it feels like you don't know what it does to someone yeah. to like do that to them and then like and her her stance is pretty much that it's never worth it. It's such an awful thing to do to someone. Just to wrap up the whole comparison to Daredevil thing, I mean, just that concept is so much more interesting. Just that one, like, guy who's, you know, he's not trying to take over the world. He's just using his power and abusing it and how that affects other people. Mm. It's so much more interesting than a bunch of stereotypical mobsters who are trying to take over... Quote, unquote, bad guys. Bad guys yeah. who are trying to take over, you know, that one part of West... Midtown, New mm. York, or whatever. And I don't think anyone could deny that this villain is way more intriguing and engaging than Fisk. And the and Jessica's struggle as the hero is more interesting than De- than uh, Matt Murdock's as well. I because it's so personal. So and because I remember saying about Daredevil how I wanted there like to see his anger about his father and how that was connected to his passion against crime and violence in his neighborhood because i was desperate for a personal connection there that was really compelling and we get that with jessica jones she has been violated in the worst way this man is actively terrorizing her and putting everyone around her in danger she can't trust anyone it's a terrifying place to be and she's already gone through so much and yet she continues to fight that's fucking interesting that's a cool story. That's a cool character. It's way cooler than Daredevil. Even just the practicality of like why she can't kill him. Like Daredevil's whole thing is like, I don't want to kill anyone. I don't want to kill anyone. When the practical th- thing is just fucking kill him. They're not playing by the rules anyway. What does mm. it matter? And hers is, so many people are like, let's just kill the guy. He obviously needs to be taken out. She's like, I can't though. Yeah. Because if I, I do, proof. an innocent woman goes to jail for fucking 20 years. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's not the whole... Good versus evil. I don't kill, they kill. That wasn't That's the problem. so uninteresting yeah. to me. It, it yeah. Oh, it exists way more in that, that region of grey. Yeah. Like leaning towards dark. Yeah. Like 
she herself does like while she's tried the hero thing for a while, mm. does not consider herself a hero. No, and that's not really what her goal is here. She's just trying to run a little, de- little detective agency and not let other people get hurt the same way she did. So personal. Yeah. Also, just to wrap up the Daredevil thing, it also doesn't default to a yellow fucking filter every 10 seconds. So that's better. <laughs> Fuck, that was stupid. It looks gross. I, I, it works a couple of times. Don't make it every freaking other scene. Yeah, you tell them. <sighs> Moving on. Uh, okay, so let's let's let's. We've already started, but let's just go a little bit deeper into the Jessica and Kilgrave stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. I know the show is called Jessica Jones, and I know we should focus on her, but Kilgrave really is the standout thing for me here. He make if he wasn't right, this show wouldn't be as good as it is. Mm-hmm. Is that okay if we go there next, or would you rather talk about Jessica? No, let's, let's she talk des- about I mean, Kilgrave. she deserves it. Like, the show is hers, but I think you need to... It's not like we're not need, going to talk about it. I know. Her. I just think we need to establish him first. <laughs> yeah. The A, the performance from David Tennant. I mean, I love David Tennant ever since he was the 10th Doctor in Doctor Who. Mm. Love him. He's my favourite Doctor. He's not my favourite Doctor. Matt Smith is my favourite Doctor. I know that. But he's a close but second. But you know my love for Doctor and Donna? Oh, yeah. Like, that oh, yeah. friendship, it, it, that's my favourite. Well. You know, that's his little well thing he does. It was, it was my <laughs> I, thought, I thought, it was, thought you would disagree. I'm like, no, it's no, my it's opinion, but I'm allowed to like them. <laughs> no, he's right. the best. Um, yeah, his performance is fantastic from start to finish. That first phone call, is that the first time we see him? Is the phone call to Trisha's station? Well, the first time we hear him, I feel like it is in episode I think three. So, yeah, yeah, and just hearing his voice, like, oh my god, David Tennant, and him or being really it, malicious. It's not when he walks into that family's home, is it? When what episode's that? Oh yeah, it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, he tells the kids to get in the yeah, cupboard. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that that's a pretty. I think that's, is it the first time that she he talks with Jessica there though, or she hears him. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's brilliant that scene. I'm just like <laughs> falling in love with him at that yeah. point. Um. The the uh, the thing about Kilgrave as well is I love how much time is spent on his perspective on mm. things as well. Like he's got this awful power. Yeah. But like, let's really dissect, similar to what they did with Fisk, though mm-hmm. I think a million times more successful. Let's explore what made this guy the way he is. Let's not think for a second that that doesn't still make him a diabolical monster, mm. but- He's got this perception of what was done to him when he was a child. He's got this really mm. skewed perspective on how the world works. I think if you have a villain and there's no doubt, yeah, like you said, that he's evil. He is evil. There's something, he's a dark, twisted, fucked up person. But if you take a character like that and you allow us to see their vulnerabilities, you make them sympathetic in some way, you see how their emotions can snap like that and you see the motivations for that. That makes them scarier to me. If I know that they they are a human and are swayed by human emotion and they're not just like a cold-hearted killer, that's way scarier to me. Please see Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> okay. <laughs> for two things, you've said already that you don't like superhero films where it has to be the end of the world scenario. You'd rather be more personal. Mm-hmm. Please watch Spider-Man Homecoming. You want a villain who okay. has a perspective that gives you an insight into what made them who they are and their vulnerabilities and sort of understand where they're coming from. Please see Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. We'll do. Because they're both there. <laughs> it's right. great like that. Um, yeah. A hundred percent. And the other thing, his driving obsession with Jessica mm-hmm. is really like it's it drives all his actions and his undoing, which is perfect. Like that ending yep. where Jessica is just able to play the I'm being controlled line 
to the point where I love that moment where he's like he, he feels in control he's gonna leave with Trish mm. and then he's like kiss me kiss me like you mean it and then he's just like he's really not focused on her and he's yeah. like oh my god I think this is you actually are being controlled yeah. holy crap and now I'm gonna get because <laughs> you are the thing I now want now you're mine if I were to leave yeah. with Trish that wouldn't be him he really wants Jessica he mm-hmm. can't pretend he wants Trish yeah and that is ultimately what undoes him ah oh. Perfect. It's great ending, isn't it? Really good. And it's not this huge, big, dramatic battle scene that nope. goes for way too long. Nope. And there's too much shit going on in it. It's simple. It's two people really just kind of manipulating each other, controlling mm-hmm. each other, and then ultimately, bam, snap your neck, bye. It's fucking great. I also like that he wasn't. He didn't fall into a because the, the whole so long they can see the show is we need to get proof. And like, how can we trap him and get, get evidence to? It's just that all those plans were terrible. They were all terrible. He's got too much power for yeah. that. He was, and I like the show just recognizes like the really the only solution here is him dying. Yep, it's the only way to Though fix I, this guy. I, I did appreciate the attempts. And oh, the, the attempt is good. The attempts didn't feel like oh they're being dumb. Oh, uh, I thought the one in the cell was kind of dumb in the end. I thought what? that was like. The whole it would have worked re- if it wasn't for Hogarth. Hogarth? No, 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 no. I no, no. It wouldn't have. Why not? Uh, the I'm recording you. Yeah. This is I'm submitting for evidence. I'm going to go in there and try to make you manipulate me. The first thing that Jessica tried is yeah. so dumb. He's never <laughs> going to fall for that. He's not an, that complete an idiot. He knows what you're doing. Then when the parents go in, yeah, emotionally manip- manipulated into yeah. that, but um. Fuck that! Putting so many people's lives for yeah, doing true. that. Like I, both I, of those are dumb. <laughs> They're dumb. <laughs> but but it's kind of emotionally. Like, but it's all you've got. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what intellectually else? compelling. With, still. With, with someone like that, what else are you going to do? That's what I mean. And yeah. like that's the thing that that it it's while it's kind of dumb, it also it's you get to explore these things and you know push the limits of. What Jess, how far Jessica's willing to go, and these people are willing to go to get that evidence and those sorts of things. That I'm cool with. Mm. That I that is enough to. There are dumb moments in this show sometimes. There's actually more than a few, I think. But overall, the effect is fine if you right. are willing to look past that. Um, and yeah, and the fact that it just gets to a point where it says no, death is really the only solution to this problem is great because too often. Like they find a way around that. Yeah, he like, and that's not this show. It can't be the kind of thing where you're shipped off to a, a glass prison yeah, somewhere in a futuristic like, what spaceship. The, what like, is the version of this? Like, if he's he is allowed by law, if he gets arrested, to be on the stand, he just walks out. You're all gonna let me leave. I think the plan was to expose him and then kill him. I don't think it was ever like let's put him on trial. No, for because the ultimately it, was just it still to, needs to be. It was just to vindicate hope, and then once that was done, death, obviously. Yeah, I don't think it was ever like. Oh, oh it, was never, I, it wasn't. It wasn't the daredevil thing of we go do this by the law. Yeah, it yeah. was not that. No. It was more about saving hope. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's very little to dislike about the whole Kilgrave thing. He's really an excellent villain, top mm. to bottom, in what he represents, in the his. It is really compelling to see David Tennant, someone who just by him being David Tennant, I have some amount of affection for, talking about how he's like things about how, oh, that was rape, was it? And there's the way he like yeah. offhandly puts Staying it. Staying at five-star like, hotels and doing whatever you want, that was rape, was it? And like, I love you. I want to punch you in the face so hard right now. <laughs> but it's so compelling because of that. Mm-hmm. Gotta love it. So let's... Did you have anything else on Kilgrave you wanted to say? Well, I, I just think the... 
the whole what Kilgrave represents. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about that? Please go ahead. Which is uh, domestic abuse, domestic violence, yeah. which is obviously what he is symbolising here um, in opposition to a strong woman like Jessica Jones. And while we oftentimes see domestic abuse and we see the violent, the out, the physical violent aspects of that, I think it's interesting to look a little deeper at how like psychologically like women are broken down to the point that whereas they don't even really know what they want anymore. They don't, they, it's hard for them to navigate um, their own minds to make choices because they've been so degraded and so manipulated and so diminished that it's hard for them to escape. It's hard for them to see another option when this person is kind of all you have. There's that really interesting scene where he's talking about how he was convinced that she could love him, Mm. where he has this recollection, completely different to hers, of this kiss they had. Like 18 seconds or something. Yeah, it was like those 18 seconds because it had been 12 hours. I made sure of it. I hadn't given you an order in Mm. 12 hours. And her recollection of the whole event is completely different. This Mm. fantasy of like escaping or like even committing suicide potentially Mm. to escape. But even if her recollection was a falsity, that still doesn't <laughs> doesn't, doesn't justify, justify your, anything. anything that you're doing no. here, but that it did him. And mm. that there are absolutely, unfortunately, in real life, people who use that. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, but you said you wanted it, therefore, yeah. you know, or like you, you, everything you, you want, like me I, off, I bought this house. I, yeah. You know, I, buy, I bought the car that you drive. What do you mean, like... You don't want to be here. Of course you want to be here. Otherwise, you would leave and you yeah. haven't left. I owe you. I provided yeah. for you and all those things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, that is, yeah, really interesting the way they explore those sorts of things. Definitely. And so, this is where we should start talking about Jessica, who mm-hmm. is the apex of that discussion. The, yeah. the survivor of his abuse. Mm-hmm. The one who was able to escape, but is being constantly tormented by him. Um, even without him being there, she is, but especially when he is there. Yeah. Um, and so she, so as a character, her actual, her actual character as she is, her persona, this really hard, drinks too much PI, mm. um, who just does her best to stay disconnected from the world. Yeah. But ultimately, really wants to not see anybody else go through what she went through. No, I mean, the idea of it is horrific to her because it's it's yeah. all about, you know, she constantly tells Hope and everyone else that is affected by Kilgrave. Well, you know it's not your fault, right? You know that, like, you didn't have a choice. And it's just kind of like the reiterating of a belief that you wish you had. You Like, I think she wishes that, she truly felt like it wasn't her fault. But that's the great thing about Kilgrave's power is that it's not like he just tells you to do something and you do it. He tells you to do something and it makes you want to do it. Yeah, And yeah. That's, the, that's the thing that is so psychologically traumatising to not only Jessica but everyone else is mm. that he made me want to do it. And so what does that mean? What does that say about me? Do I have some ownership of what, of what I have done. That's, I think, and that is 
a huge part of the trauma that Jessica carries with her and a huge amount of the guilt that she carries with her mm. is because you would have though, as much as time passes, you would have those memories of that feeling. Yeah. Yeah, of you wanting weren't a to zombie, kill that you woman, a drone, you of were... wanting to have sex with this man who yeah. you did not want to have sex with, like it would just, it would be so confusing and so awful. The power that his power, just the uh, there are two things of it then that I just thought about that I I liked a lot, and as soon as I've said that, they both escaped my brain. Um, one of them is just that it has to be vocal. Mm-hmm. That. It. I don't know how the purple man works in the comics and whether that was changed or not, but the idea that it has to be said it, as a command. Yeah, it does change. I think it was a pheromone that he emitted right. and then later it was a virus. I, as far as I know, that's what it was. The virus thing I'll come back to. I think the virus thing is dumb. The pheromone makes way more mm-hmm. sense to me personally, but anyway. Um, the, the But there's the idea that it has to be said because... Mind control. I keep thinking of like Professor X in the X Men series or something like that. Like mm. he can control some people sometimes, or even like that. So often they can just be like the people will just do the thing. It can happen in their head. We don't have to hear it or anything like that. Mm. Just the fact that it has to have a actual audible element to it, I find really interesting and just stimulating, and that just helps for some reason. But also my favorite bit of the direction, and, and it is the detail that makes it. As you said, the wanting to do it. Never are people like drones. Never do they mm. blank out and stand to the middle distance and just do the thing like they're a zombie. Yeah. They do it totally like they want to. Mm-hmm. Totally like it was their they're decision. Going about their day. That it was their it. thing to do. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's a it's very so good much scarier. Yeah. <laughs> it's way scarier. Yeah, so just back to Kilgrave being the the perfect symbol of Domestic violence, I guess. And I was just reading a, a Huffington Post article um, in which they say, I quote, abusers will assert control over their partners any way they can, often employing sophisticated tactics, manipulating their victims with mental and verbal abuse, scaring them into submission, isolating them from their communities, and ultimately convincing them that the pain and suffering is completely their own fault. Kilgrave does all of this, but through the metaphor of superpower. And if you're going to – I mean, you don't have to, but if you're making a story about a female superhero who has suffered abuse, what a, what a great way to tell that story about domestic violence and about how, one, this woman has, like, left – she is o- she's trying to overcome it. She's moving – she's actively trying to move on with her life – Abuser has come back and she chooses to fight back. I think that's a great story to tell. Um, just while we're talking about that, actually, we talked a little bit about uh, Jessica Jones briefly when we were talking about season three, I think it was, uh, Orange, Orange is the New Black. Black. Mm-hmm. And we, I hadn't seen Jessica Jones at the time. And we were talking about the way or the explicit sort of showing of Penzatucky's oh, spoilers for Orange <laughs> New Black Season 3, by the way. In Penzatucky's... Just skip ahead 30 seconds if you don't know this. When Penzatucky's um, backstory, you find out she'd been raped and it's shown pretty explicitly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we discussed whether that was problematic or not. And mm-hmm. for you, it absolutely was. It was a really big yes, deal. Yes, it was. And you used Jessica Jones as a reference mm. of a, uh, something that did... Uh, talk about the idea of domestic violence mm. and sexual I've abuse. I've actually got a, another quote for you if you'd Ooh, like. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, this was in the Los Angeles 
Times um, and this is a quote from Melissa Rosenberg who I believe is a... It's all cr- about the Melissas. Yeah, who uh, I believe is a creative on Jessica Jones. Oh, I'll just double check that. Oh, she's like the head of... The head. The, yeah. She's like the uh, showrunner. Head yeah. On, yeah, okay. So the quote is from the Los Angeles Times and it's Melissa Rosenberg who says, quote... With rape, I think we all know what that looks like. We've seen plenty of it on television and I didn't have any need to see it, but I wanted to experience the damage that it does. I wanted the audience to really viscerally feel the scars that it leaves. It was not important to me on any level to actually see it. TV has plenty of that way too often used as titillation, which is horrifying. So she's clearly made the very um, conscious decision not to – we don't need to see that. We see, we see the PTSD, but we see the effects of that, how small it has made Jessica's world, how confined she is in her world. A lot of times when she's getting, you know, flashes and she's getting paranoid, she, you know, has to do the, the rundown of all the streets um, from her childhood. We see the effects of it. We see... Oh, how much of a violation is that, by the way, when he takes her back to her own fucking home? That's one of the worst things. He has things. to desecrate Everything, everything. Yeah. it's it's awful, um, but yeah. So we can see the side effects without having to see the physical brutality of that or what that looks like. Yes. Now this is the this is something I wanted to come by. I only just occurred to me now because I'd not thought about this how this connected back to that orange the new black thing. Mm. But I think what's interesting about that quote is well, yes, she was able to not show it and doesn't need to show it. She has so many strong visual metaphors for that in there mm-hmm. that help to mm. work around it. Mm-hmm. I don't th- – and part of that's just got to do with the inherent genre and fantasy slash sci-fi nature of the show that she has all these other options. There is still brutality. It's not sexual violence in the same way that mm-hmm. it is in that thing mm-hmm. with discussion on New Black, but there is – absolutely confronting violence in this show Mm. and they just choose to use that instead because it has the option to do so and brilliantly what do you you mean of instead well what i mean is that i think the thing about orange is the new black is it didn't necessarily have those options or metaphors to go there any specifics of what you're talking about i don't quite well just just in general kilgrave's power and ability to control Mm. to horrific end People on a physical nature, we talked about all the horrific things that we see happen. Right, People yeah. trying to hang themselves or skewer themselves on um, on garden shears or whatever. Mm. There's a million and one of them. It yeah. happens every episode and it's a great part of the show. And it means that they can sidestep having to show sexual violence. Great choice. I agree. They don't need it. And Jessica mm. Jones, who's given 13 episodes to express that PTSD because mm-hmm. um, she's the central character of the entire show, yeah. means that we can get to that place without having to go there. I just don't think that that Orange of the New Black episode had that luxury to be able... A, it didn't have any sort of no, I, I'm outstanding so, I metaphor. I'm sorry. I just You it, can it, have... I'm sorry. You can have the... Implied sexual violence of what happens to Pensataki. We don't need to see her get raped. We don't need to have to look at her face while she's being raped. You can have the implied, but you can't. It there is no surrogate that comes close. There's nothing that can because if you want to, if you want to, I'm not saying that there has to be a surrogate. Yeah, but I see, that's need... what I think Jessica Jones does instead. Where Jessica Jones is able to sidestep it, it's partly because they can be 
brutal in other ways. They can be violent in ways that are going to be less traumatic and less... Like, it's way less problematic and it's a very smart move to not be able to do it. But mm. there's, A, 13 episodes and time to do it. There's lots of time to explore Jessica Jones on a very nuanced and complex level, mm-hmm. specifically about the way she was treated by one character because she's given 50% of the screen time in the show. Mm. And we can actually just have a account, like a counterpoint visual references that are, I don't want to use the term equally brutal, but are brutal. But I don't think that the violence we see Kilgrave force others to do or partake in is instead of seeing the sexual violence against Jessica Jones. They run parallel. Yeah, but the parallel but it's not is instead where, of. No, no, but the parallel means you don't need to because the parallel means you already understand Kilgrave's is, power. But the thing is you never need to. Yeah, because you've got those other parallel. But we can't say that we know that with Jessica Jones because we don't have the version where they, we don't have these other brutal visual metaphors. The thing is, I, I just... I stand by the choice, I think, again, totally respecting your opinion for not liking that episode at all. I, mm. I get it. It totally makes sense to me. But it has so many less options in that episode. It just... It wants to less be... Less options for... For... Showing that she was raped. To, no. Less options for... If you want to... It's not just... Again, I think we talked... One of the things I talked about in that episode was it wasn't just about her being raped. It was making sure it was understood that it was rape. Because it was... Because, com- again, inverted commas, it was complex based on her previous relationship with the person who was doing it. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that's really important because it's got to be about that domestic. It's got to be that situation where she doesn't know... She feels guilty about her partaking in it. Whether sometimes she's... like And her relationship with Donuts has a lot to do with her confusion about whether she is a, a part of it. Her guilt in the situation. Is she responsible for the way she was treated or not? And it helps to know to be on bold faced about what her previous experience is in and not make sure we don't turn away and give it any sort of gray area. Jessica Jones doesn't need to do it, but it's also got so many other ways of making sure we get that almost ad nauseum. Like it's there are so many brutal things and so many things about Kilgrave. We get to spend so much we don't get to spend any time except for two scenes with Pensataki's Rapist. Mm. But we get 13 episodes with Kilgrave. And we get 13 episodes with Jessica Jones. I just don't agree that Orange is the New Black didn't have any other option but to show her being raped. No, no, it's not that it didn't have any other option. I think, but, like, like, it could not show her being raped. But I don't know whether it would have been as clear or as concise in saying this is rape. Do you know what I mean? Like if you, my worry is that because they intentionally made sure that it was complex, a complex relationship that she had with this person mm-hmm. past, yeah. that if you turn away too early, you give people, and we've talked about our problems with the people who walk away from Breaking Bad, getting the wrong idea because Breaking mm. Bad did not firm its stance on on Walter White strongly enough, the people can walk away and have a incorrect opinion or incorrect uh, repre- uh, not what's right, representation, incre- incorrect version of what that what happened in that room. Mm-hmm. It won't sit for some people, and then it can work against the message, like Breaking Bad did. 
that's very interesting because when talking about Orange is the New Black and you don't want to mix messages there, mm. let's have a look at what Orange is the New Black did with that fucking story. Oh, no, no, this is that. I, I, but we've also discussed that story isn't over. Like, we, I, because I agree with you because we both agree that that mm. storyline in general, yeah. where it's gone since, is fucked. Yeah. That last season was I, yeah. horrendous. Last I just, two seasons, I just don't think I will ever agree that you can't have him push her down, her say no, and then cut away. And, and then explore the trauma that she, like the conversation she has with Boo afterwards. She clearly feels, knows that she has been violated. That should be fucking enough. If you don't get that, then I don't, like, but, 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 we're never going to teach you. But I'm sorry. But Pensatucky doesn't. That's the point. So but much Boo, of what's- like, ta- like, she's with, like, with, completely withdrawn in herself. Boo has to bring it out of her to be like, that's a fucked up situation. She's like, yeah, no, you're right. It is a fucked up situation. Then she has the conversation with the dude being like, you raped me. Is that not enough? But well, Why do we need to see it first? I would totally- Can't it just be her fucking experience or do we have to watch him rape her? And if that is where the show ended on that note and Donuts left, yeah, I'd prob- I think I could agree with you. I'd, I'd be easy to come by that that's where they should have gone with it. But they keep trying to make this more and more complex and we keep needing to know that this was- How many- si- I'm sorry, Orange and New Black is fucked. It's, good. it's too long for that story. Oh, that, that story's right? been going on for way too long. long. Oh, I agree. No, no, I yeah. agree. But- we haven't seen the end of it yet, and it's really hard to assess exactly what they're doing yet. I still like right now. I'm saying you call it right now; it's fucked. Yeah, I'm saying the story so far is completely fucked. They botched it, and that that rape scene at the very beginning is just like it's all been downhill from there. Okay. Yeah. I just yeah, I just want to. I think it's a really interesting idea that when you brought that up in that Orange is the New Black episode, mm. that comparing it to Jessica Jones. All I wanted to say is I just feel like Jessica Jones had that many other tools at its disposal and a hell of a lot more time. Penzataki has has some scenes and that's true. I think even if you take away the violence, the the really overt, aggressively violent stuff that we see, Jessica Jones' exploration of trauma and victimhood is way more interesting than what I've seen in Orange is the New Black specifically about that Pentateuchy storyline. I, tr- I agree, but I also think that it is the central conceit of that enti- of Jessica Jones yeah. entirely. No, I, t- I agree. I and agree that is that. a hell of a lot of a luxury to have to make sure that you can get there without having to take any shortcuts. Yeah. And they, listen, again, I think yeah. there's plenty to plenty to criticize and saying, well, that's not a shortcut that you should take then. If you need to take a mm. shortcut, maybe you shouldn't be telling that story. Yeah. Now, that's a fair- If you want to, like, ma- invoke trauma and then not discuss it properly, that's fucked. Now, that I can agree with. Yeah. Now, that's the biggest problem. For me, it's more been like, that episode as it was when it existed, I was like, okay, I can see why this is problematic for some people, but mm. there is a real opportunity to do something good with this. And the worst thing for me has been that they haven't. No. That they've completely <laughs> taken something so powerful mm. and they've ruined it. They have diluted it and made it so fucking weird and twisted yeah. and awful. That is way worse to me. And again, I'm not the person who was it. I'm obviously not having the same reaction to the episode that you did. Yeah. But that has been the biggest sin overall for me. No, I, I would agree. That's the biggest sin for me as well. If you're going to like do if that. If you're going to do it, you've got to do it. you got to earn I, it I mean, and use it get, and write. Don't get me wrong. I prefer they didn't. Sure. I wish they didn't. But if you for some reason have made that choice, you better fucking earn it and they haven't. That I and can 100% stand with you yeah. with. 
Okay, cool. <laughs> and that's really interesting because we came to we talked about specifically about Jessica Jones. It was cool to come back to that now that yeah, we've got. I'm glad there. we did that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah. Was there anything else specifically about Jessica, the character that you want to talk about? We should talk about her relationship with Luke uh, Cage. Mm, I think that's a really interesting. Interesting, one. Well, interesting, and Damascus licks her lips as she says that. I did not. I did not <laughs> lick my lips. It was in your eyes. I could say it. Um, I cannot help that my eyes fill with lust. Um. It's true though. No, no. The look Their on my sexual f- chemistry it's is insane. insane. But that's just because I feel like the man who plays Luke Cage would have sexual chemistry with anything. Sure, totally. Um, I, now I've lost my track. Yeah, she's my just thinking about Luke thought. Cage. <laughs> just to reaffirm, I am a lesbian, <laughs> but he is a gorgeous man. Um, no, I the the look on my face was that's so fucked up. The, w- Jessica and Luke Cage. Oh, it's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Go for it. Explain. So she has killed this man's wife. Mm. I don't know if you know about that, but she no. Did, did yeah. that, is that detail? Yeah, that is detail that. that happened. Um, she she killed this man's wife under the influence of Kilgrave. Of Let's, course, okay. of course. Let's I'm not. I'm not saying that she is at fault, but there is quite a big complication there. Um, one might want to mention it on a first date. Uh, so she's stalking this guy. She's taking photos for. I'm not entirely sure why she's doing that. Anyway, is she stalking him because? Oh, why is she taking photos? Yeah, it's which is because she's just yummy, I guess. <laughs> so she can flick the bean later, I guess. I don't know. Um, so she's stalking him. They get drunk, and then she fucks him. Yeah, and it's great. Oh, it's. Amazing, <laughs> incredible, best since um, Buffy and Spike in. Uh, yes, they, I, that's in, that's in my notes when yeah. they yeah when they're have in the sex. church. Is it the church <laughs> no, or the warehouse or whatever it is that just comes like crashing down around them? Well, that's what I wanted. Two powered up people. Oh, you mean between Buffy and Spike? Uh, yeah, Buffy and Spike. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's what I was expecting to happen with when they're like grabbing things and really fucking go going for it. There's like, yeah, there's oh. one bit where they're like. A, not to get too far into this, by the way, we should spend the whole cut. Ca- ca- Luke got too far it. into it. Ooh. Uh, there's like, a, they're on the wall and like he grabs the door mm-hmm. and then she grabs the door. I was like, I don't even know what it is about this visual metaphor, but it's really good. <laughs> it's working really well. I am rock hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, once again, lost my train <laughs> of thought. Lost herself it's very in the hard. Um, That's what she said. It's got me all flustered. Um, no, I've, I've actually forgotten what I was saying. <laughs> um, but how fucked up it is that she yeah, was fucking you. Yes, it's very fucked up. Very fucked up. Uh, just, and I understand that she's dealing with a huge amount of guilt. Mm-hmm. And she also has a drinking problem. Mm-hmm. Those two things together generally don't end up with and you making. he owns a bar. That doesn't help. Doesn't end with you making great decisions. What what like what are your thoughts on that? Like you're right, yeah, you you're definitely right. It's um, yeah, I think I mean, it, the the meta part of me is like, well, I like I don't really think that Luke Cage and Jessica Jones are ever really going to end up together. Yeah. Like that's the thing. Like I I kind of know that that's not mm. where their paths are going. Um, mm. it's sort of similar to the Karen and Foggy stuff. Karen's meant to end up with. <laughs> No, no, it's I mean, not. <laughs> the <laughs> sexual I mean, chemistry is popping up the screen. <laughs> but it's more just the um, – <laughs> she's meant to end up with Matt. In the comics, she's with, yeah. she gets with Matt. Yeah. And it's like they start to lean into that Warning to all you ladies out there, this. don't end up with Matt. It will not go well for <laughs> right. you. 
But um, yeah, he's meant to end up with Rosario Dawson's character realistically, mm-hmm. which they again lean into the at the end of this nurse. series. The night yeah. nurse. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, no, no. You, I think everything you said is one hundred percent. It's just. It's what makes it more complex is the fact that they do have a ridiculous sexual chemistry. It's like, as wrong as this is, it's so right. Like, it's what makes it compelling about the whole thing. It's, yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. no, no, don't, no, Jessica, no, but you can kind of see why you are. What? Um, And while, yes, like the sexual chemistry is out of control, they bang up up a storm. Yeah, like Um, how many sex scenes are there? I feel like there's only like two or three, but it feels like a million. Yeah. And at the end of them, I'm very satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's not only that. It's like the... You've rewatched that episode specifically, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Like three or four times a day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm exhausted right now. Um, no, but there's when... I think what the crux of it for me is like what I think is such an achievement is when... Luke ultimately finds out that Jessica, while not into, like not responsible for the death, but was I guess the perpetrator, the action that caused his yeah. wife to die, explicitly involved. Yeah, and like, and after she has had sex with him, which is like such a violation, and he like she finally tells him, and he turns to her and he's like, "You know, I was wrong. You are a piece of shit." Yeah, and I have these like. Two completely different reactions. I'm like, for Luke Cage side, I'm like, fuck yeah, you are a piece of shit. Fuck you. You let me be inside you. Fuck you. And on her side, I'm like, oh no. like you. I'm like, Jessica, you're not a piece of shit. You're worth something. I fucking swear you're worth something. Don't like, don't hate yourself. Like these two people on like completely different sides. And I empathize with what they're going through entirely in that moment on yeah. both sides of it, which is great. Yep. Yeah. Well done. Well done. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Um, are you satisfied with where their sort of story ends? With like Luke re-enters towards the end because he goes after Kilgrave, knowing that he's responsible yeah. and then gets sort of used as by Kilgrave to get back to Jessica and then ultimately gets... She takes him out and then she's got to get him fixed up and we get to meet Claire. And I'm glad we it. saw Claire again. That was cool. I kind of wish it didn't happen in episode 13, though. It felt a little bit like tacked on. It's like, I, like it's yay, cool crossover stuff. We're building into the Luke Cage yep. stuff. But why? Episode 13 was the first time we get to see Claire. Like, yeah, that was annoying. Bring it in a little bit earlier. Uh, yep. Don't make it feel like, like it's just 
chugged on the end. I'm sorry, but Claire and Jessica had amazing chemistry. Claire, well, I was surprised by how much Claire was in it. Mm. And that was the thing as well, is like you're putting her in this so much. Yeah. Why not put her in a couple of episodes earlier at least? But yeah. yeah. But that well, was she's in good. it so much because then but, we'll go into Luke Cage. But that's because Claire was one of the best bits of Daredevil. They actually like took one of the best bits of that show and I put it into another good show. I actually think she might be the best she, bit of she might be. Daredevil. No, you're right. She might actually um, be. So yeah, moving her in. God bless Rosario Dawson. To this, it's just like, oh, cool. Thank, yeah. Welcome Yay. welcome to a better show. Yeah. You stay. Come to the cool Stay group. for as long as you like. Yeah. You know? Here, we talk like humans. Welcome. <laughs> um, <laughs> Closer to humans. There are still some shitty oh, lines in yeah, there. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but. Yeah. Um, okay. And then, of course, we should talk about Jessica and Trish as well, Yay! which you are very happy about. I am. I am. Explain to me why you like this so much. Well, I remember when we were having our discussion about Wonder Woman and I was like, oh, you know, Wonder Woman doesn't even pass the Bechdel test. And you're like, well, it does because there's like that. The first- Wonder Woman conversation, by the way, is a bonus bit at the end of an episode. We don't <laughs> actually have an episode about Wonder <laughs> no, Woman, sorry, but you can guys. find it at the end of episode Insert episode number here. <laughs> and you can listen to it there. Well done. Um, yeah, and you're like, oh, no, it, you know, there's that first bit where she's, you know, with all the Amazons. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But for the rest of the film, apart from like maybe like two or three scenes, she's completely isolated from other women. And I was like, I just want some female friendship. That's all I want to see. Um, and I can see that in this show. I can see two strong women, strong in completely different ways, supporting each other. Like, I fucking love it. And I, when I see it, I realize how starved I am for it, how much I love seeing that. It's, it's fucking cool to see them working together. And there's, it's because it's always like there's one girl on the team. Like, that's why I love Buffy because yeah. we had some great female friendships there, yeah. which was awesome. But seeing, yeah, seeing it again, it's so refreshing. It makes me so happy. This is a really dumb thing. It's why I love Overwatch. I know you haven't pl- ever played Overwatch. To oh, it's a game. Play. Sorry. Yeah. I was like, but what's it's, that like, it's, it's a hero shooter where the male to female hero ratio of like the amount of characters you can play is like split, like basically mm. evenly down the middle. And so often you'll have teams. Oh yes, Overwatch. I remember watching you play that. Yeah. And uh, the main, like the the sort of marquee character is a gay woman as well in that as well. Ooh. Not that the, the story is, is a big part single? of this show. No, she's taken. Um, Emily, I think the name of her partner is. Again, it's it's not a marquee. There's a, story isn't a part of the game really. Mm. There's like, you can read into the lore, but yeah. she just happens to be a gay female character. Um, the But what I love is like, so, I don't know, this is a dumb thing to say, but the I just love that like because of the nature of all the heroes being really evenly matched and that gender doesn't play into it at all, mm. you'll just have teams sometimes. It's like five girls and like maybe one guy on the team. I just character. love when and it's just feels like totally natural. fine. Yeah, and it's that's the thing. It doesn't it matter. No yeah. one, you wouldn't think about it except occasionally I think about it and just like, go, yeah. oh yeah, cool. It's like it's like a whole team of girl characters yeah. and they're choosing them because mm. they're the characters they want to play and that's the right yeah. team composition. Like that's just why. And that's the thing. I don't care really if it's you know i'm not like uh when i'm watching two male friends on screen i'm not like oh i wish they were women yeah it's just like until i see it i realized how starved i am for it. i'm like oh, that's why i had such a like a visceral reaction to orange is the new black that's why i had such a visceral reaction to glow yeah. i'm like oh my god a bunch of interesting women interacting together fuck that's awesome and what i love about Trish and Jessica specifically is how intensely protective they are, Mm. which is definitely a staple of all of my female friendships is we are so protective of each other because of the experiences we have had 
you know, of of men, you know, around us. Like there is mm. a certain like sisterhood there that you have, that you protect each other. You realise that you're a little bit more vulnerable and you kind of, you know, you feel stronger around one another. You build each other up and it's so good to see that because quite often even if you do have a female friendship in a show, it's either like centred around a man yeah. or you're beating each other down and to see the opposite of that, it's oh, it's so refreshing. I love it. Yeah. Trish is just an interesting character in her like place in this show. Mm. She being like a celebrity, being a like a radio talk show host sort of thing. Um, mm. Her being of much more wealth than Jessica as well, although they obviously have like a sister thing going on from yeah. when she was adopted um, after, a par- after Jessica's parents died and stuff like that. Um, I like I didn't have the same response to that friendship as much as you did, but I totally because totally... you hate women, right? Exactly, you say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. women are scum and like <laughs> they're the worst. Means rights right, right mm. activists right here. That is so not true. It's not even funny. Couldn't be. I more. love that you can't even totally complete the sentence no, without really negating can't. it. I, I just will vomit. Um, I, I didn't have that. Sometimes I do. Like, Glow for me was really interesting. It was, like, really easy to just be like, fuck, this is so good. And it's really fun. It's really great to be able to see this just being amazing. It's like I was talking with Liam, who's been on this podcast before, my Mm -hmm. brother. We were sitting at the football of all places before the game and talking about how, like, all the things I've loved this year, so many of them have been, like, TV shows in particular. It's been Glow, which is, like, this... Basically, all women cast. Great mm. show, just telling women's stories. Because And then the other one, which I haven't even seen yet, but Master of None. And that's, you know, coming from like a minority again. Mm. And it's like it's like almost like these stories were there all along, but only we've just started they to tap into them. They never had a chance to be told. It's like, isn't amazing. It, and it's amazing how original and interesting they are that we get a different fucking perspective. <laughs> and that, that it excites you because it's something new. Oh, yeah. Blows you away. Goes, oh, my God. Who yeah. thought? Yeah. Seriously, though, it's. Been a good, it's something some good, good stuff this year, and I hope it keeps going that mm. way. And it, I hope with the success of Wonder Woman and Glow, hopefully, and Master of None, mm-hmm. and Kamal, Kamal Nanjiani, his big sick film is reviewing ridiculously well. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, you. my God. I can't wait to see that. Anyway, moving back to the whole thing of Trish and uh, Jessica. Yes, didn't necessarily have that same reaction to their relationship, but mm. I can totally see your appreciation for it. I generally like Trish as a character. My biggest problem is just she gets bogged down with this whole Simpson thing for ages. Oh, Simpson. And if you don't mind moving away from the Jess and Kilgrave thing I for a bit. I cannot respect a man with blonde highlights. How, oh. He is not a blonde man. He does not look like a blonde man. Why have they given him blonde hair? I have a theory. Okay. I have a theory what he's doing. It's a weird theory. Going to a hairdresser and getting highlights. Yeah, I know. No, I, it's, it's in my quick fire notes, but I'll remove it now because I'm going to mention it now. Mm. His look to me, is modelled directly on Steve Rogers. Yeah. Like, yep. there's a bit where they're doing a bit of, like, tailing Kilgrave, and he's wearing a black cap, sunglasses, and a brown leather jacket, and he's got his stupid blonde hair and chiseled jaw. I'm like, and I looked up the scene from Civil War. It is the same fucking costume. I'm like, I think that's a deliberate choice. Is it because he's nuke? And I like it, huh? Is it because he's nuke? The bad guy, the Marvel bad guy. I have no idea who's Nuke. So he's this, um, and this is just like random bits and pieces that I've grabbed Picked from the up, internet. Yeah. So yeah, so 
um, so what's what? Like a super soldier, pretty much. Well, that's um, sort of what they. At, at first, I didn't even realize that it was yeah. before that, and then they get to the whole pill mm. thing, and I was like, "This is they're definitely leaning on this Steve Rogers thing, mm. like bad Steve Rogers." What if yeah. Captain America was kind of a? Dick? That's pretty much what Nuke his character is, is. Ah. Um, and he's got like you know stars and stripes, as we yeah. see when he like sets the place on fire. He's got that lighter with stars and stripes ah, on it. Right. Um. Yeah. The red, white, and blue pills, which is. Yeah. I think in the comics yeah. it was the pills and then I think maybe cybernetics as well. Um, so, yeah, it looks right. like he will be the character of Nuke if he comes. Is he dead? Is, is he coming back? He's not dead. Uh, he's he? not dead. No. Yeah. So, if he might be coming back, I don't know. Um, uh, yeah. But I think yeah, they so will. I, They're leaning heavily into the, so that's I, the se- season so I, two storyline. Yeah, I think because I just like typed in the character's name and then because he's not called – He's got a different first name in the thing. Sure. But but Trish, it's funny because Trish is known as Patty in the- Patsy. Patsy, yeah. sorry. Which is like the, the name they lean on as being her past. Yeah. She, her Hellcat name is, it's very interesting the way they've manipulated some of these names and just changed them just a little bit. Yeah. Jerry Hogarth as well is a man. Yeah, in the, a man. And all these things as well. Just little changes mm. here and there to make it a bit more interesting, which mm. I really like actually. Now Hogarth is a gay lady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a terrible person. Uh, awful. Not representative of our kind at all. <laughs> I'm going to write a strong letter. Um, but no, I, I like that though, that it was so casually like, it wasn't a thing. You know what I mean? The, the Hogarth stuff. Yeah, yeah I like that, that too. The that fact that, that she have- was a lady loving ladies. And it was just she was like, married it, it and just, going through a divorce. It's just what it was. It, it could have like, it, it been a man. Yep. And I was like, that's the best fucking gay story you can tell on TV, film, whatever, is if it could be a heterosexual couple, a bisexual couple or a whatever or a homosexual couple, anything. It doesn't matter. It's just a good fucking story about relationships. Well, yeah, huh. it would have been if it wasn't in this show. I just didn't. <sighs> what do you mean? I just kept coming back to the divorce things. Like, why are we here? And maybe it's maybe it. And it's the same with the oh, Simpson thing. I liked thing. it. I did like but it. But it just like it's. It just, there are it's other abandoned. characters that I'm like, oh, you can go. But I like Jerry Hogarth, and I like the complication. I I, I think like I liked. There were moments I liked of it. It just seemed to maybe it's a symptom of the Kilgrave stuff being as good as it is. That the B, when the B grade, the B grade plot just seemed that far below it. All I wanted to do was get back to Jessica Jones. I kept thinking, I don't need this storyline. I don't need this storyline. I don't need it here. Mm. And it just seemed to every episode. It seemed at least for the first like nine episodes or so, we kept having a scene or two, and I was just like. Why the fuck am I caring about this person's divorce? I don't. Oh, see, matter. I cared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but going back to The Simpsons for a second, mm. yes, while that, I think that costume stuff was very, now knowing that even more intentional, um, yeah, just couldn't care Another less. Another Australian. So we've got two Australians in the show. Oh, Australian. Didn't yeah. even know. I remember him from All Saints. Yeah, just couldn't. I you just, couldn't tell by... What's her name? Rachel Taylor's and I his accent. Tell American hers. accent. I could tell hers. I'm American. She would yeah. slip into occasionally. <laughs> she'd say something that was. I was like, well, that was really strange. Hard R's. Yeah, all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I just just got bored of his stuff again. Oh, it's yeah. just like I a don't like Simpson scene where we've just got some momentum happening with the Jessica storyline. We cut back to Simpson doing something dumb. Mm. He's bomb under the house with Kilgrave. I was like, like, can you get out of the way? Just yeah. get out of the fucking way. Yeah. I just, it just, he didn't, his whole bit. And then he just keeps sticking around Trish. What do you think about her 
he's in Trisha's like love affair thing, not affair, but they're like. There were moments where I was like, ugh, gross, yuck, just random dudes just hanging around. But then I liked it because he would insert himself in a conversation and Trish or Jess would be like, your opinion is not needed. We don't need – that's not why you're here is to be Mr. Man. I'm a police officer. I can uh, give you ladies some advice. And mm-hmm. like, no, we're not asking you. I like that because I'm like, oh, there's some cool balance there. And he would be like, oh, I apologize. I'm like, oh, I actually like this guy. But then he would just continue to insert himself, continue to get in the way, you know, just that machismo kind of bullshit. I was like, oh, this is boring. If you like want to tell the story of a man inserting himself or like thinking that he knows better, I'm like, we already kind of had that with the Kilgrave stuff. Like, yeah. and, and this guy isn't bringing anything more or anything uh, more nuanced. I was going to say, there's there's room for parallel or like reflective storylines, but, but it wasn't. nuance, yeah, no in nuance that. to it. Yeah. It's just like. I take pills now. I'm a big beefy bad That's guy. That's the biggest it's problem. Like, is the pills ugh, thing? It was seen just like this before. Yeah, Boring. So stale yep. and so straight wrote crappy yep. comic book thing. Yep. Blah. And like, I'm sorry, I didn't realize your name was Riley. You know what I mean? It's like I've oh, seen this before. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh fuck! That's the worst insult you can ever give. Yeah, no one wants to be Riley. To Riley. <laughs> the Sorry, I just remember that Joss Whedon said that Riley was Buffy's soulmate. Fuck you. Which is so wrong. That anyway, wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. He's wrong. He's wrong. The, the but what I actually what I wanted to get to was like he was the one who almost killed Trish, right? Like he was mm-hmm. like her attacker. He's the one yeah. that got his way into the house and attacked her, and then he's really tries to like he's really feeling guilty about that, and then gets his way. Well, then they end up having a sexual relationship, mm-hmm. but it seems to be a sexual relationship where she's sort of dominant. Yep. What do you feel about that? Was it trying to say? Did you like what that was going for? Was it anything to you? Because I think it was trying to say something there. Maybe I think it was trying to justify the idea that she may sleep with her attacker if she was able to, like, take control back. Like, that might have been healing in some way. No, I I mean, at that point, I think they had neutralized and removed him as an attacker because he had... They had had that conversation through He'd the door. He'd given her a gun. Yeah. They'd had that conversation through the door. Um, and so they had connected on another level. I didn't think it was any kind of psychosexual thing about him being an attacker and her wanting to dominate him. I didn't see that, that at all. You didn't see that they reflected on that, like that idea that she was dominant when they were ha- when that they were she was together? dominant. Sure, but I didn't. I didn't. I didn't read anything more into that than other than it's... she was. She's a powerful, in control, strong woman. Beyond because... that, I didn't. See anything more I think there's got to be something to that though. Like we see that when I'm sure you're gives, right. I just didn't. He gives make her the gun, connection. and then we see that shot of her like holding the gun, like mm-hmm. to the door, like she was getting something from having control and power. I mean, that's the the mode that she wants to be in at all times. Absolutely, because as a child, she had no control. Right. So I think like that's who she is now. She's all about self-improvement, being number one, doing the best she can at everything and being in control 100% of the time. And so it makes sense to me that she would be like that sexually as well. But I'm not sh- sure what's that, what that's saying in terms of well, that's Simpson my, being her That attacker. was ultimately a problem. It's like I, I was sort of like, okay, I think there's something you're trying to go for here, but ultimately it just didn't, it didn't because mm. I don't know. Maybe maybe the only thing that did is get to the point where she was willing to take the red pill 
to then beat the shit out of him at the risk of her own safety. Like she was like, she wanted the power and to be the one that actually take him out and stuff like that. I don't know. It just seemed a bit, just seemed like it was, it was a bit of a, yeah, it just feel like- it was like it was a gun you loaded and then you pulled the trigger and the bang thing came out. It's like, oh, that wasn't, <laughs> that was nothing. It just felt that like at doing. that point they had too many yeah, balls up in the air and that one got, kind of got dropped because yeah, there were bigger yeah. and more important things to be concentrating on. Yeah. And yet we spent time on fucking Ruben and <laughs> his twin sister. Well, that's that they're the characters Holy that I shit. am like I'm I'm sorry. I think you missed the call sheet for Daredevil. <laughs> it's just down yeah. the road. Yeah. Take a left um and you'll be there. Holy wrong crap. show. Wrong, wrong show. show. Yeah. There's Agreed. I can see the room for like having that Like them film the room. You can see them in the room. <laughs> I was more like I can see Room in this show for the idea of like a survivors meeting, like Kilgrave Anonymous sort of thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like there is room for that, and just maybe it was better done just a nod to it rather than then trying to spend any amount of time on like them starting to fuck up Jessica's shit and like start saying when I don't even remember the Ruben sister's name, whatever her name is. It's really similar. It's Robin. It's Ruben Robin. and Robin. When Robin comes in and starts going like, maybe Jessica's in cahoots with Kilgrave. It's like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any fucking sense. If anyone believes that, that's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. This, it just got so and dumb also, so quick. these people have been sitting around talking for so long about they how they- know each other. About they, how they have been victims of this person. They are all clearly very traumatized and scared if you, even if you did think Jessica was in cahoots would you be like all right let's suddenly go and fight this person yeah, of the most terrifying human we've ever encountered yeah. it doesn't make any sense they're just like purely suddenly become plot devices like that's let's use is. them it's like oh no you're better than that don't do that like that's silly but even though they were just plot devices then they continue to linger on this whole Reuben has been murdered and is it Anton or whatever the name of the guy? Malcolm. Malcolm. I don't know. Anton. I don't know. Who the fuck is Anton? I don't know. That's what I heard. They're, I just. That's I was, what I, would, I heard. I was so out. <laughs> no, she definitely said scenes. it. No, she did. She did. I was so out <laughs> of those scenes because I was so, oh, so nothing. So I not find Malcolm there. way too like sincere and like. He's just really feeling everything he's saying. And I'm like, oh, dude. There was ugh. a scene. That's You're spe- too emotional. Get away from me. Like, it was just like, mm. That specific scene of the Kilgrave Anonymous in the restaurant where Robin comes up. Mm-hmm. I was like, this looks like a fucking, like, first read through improv. Let's just explore the scene. Like, <laughs> let's just, just feel it out a little bit. Like, just see what, yeah. what, what sticks and what we like and don't like. Yeah. And that was as far as it got. It just felt like a bunch of fucking second grade off-Broadway yeah. fucking actors. And the director's like, yeah, no, we definitely got it. That was we all we it. needed. We got the good stuff and there. Even yeah. the music doesn't fit and stuff. Oh, so atrociously bad. So bad. This is the stuff that annoys me. Mm-hmm. That's fair. I mean, I'm uh, yeah. But it just kept taking up so much time. So much time. See, I don't have a problem with the Hogarth stuff. Um, particularly early on. Stuff is okay. It helps that Carrie and Morse... Moss, Moss. Carrie Ann Moss, the Moss. 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 <laughs> Trinity. Carrie Ann Moss. <laughs> Trinity. Um, is a, you know, she plays a really good Phenomenal. slimy yeah. uh, power. She is evil. She she's really an is. evil woman. It's really interesting because she, she's got, like, Jessica has to, like, work with this woman mm. several times. But she's just awful and she's great at doing that. And it's. It works. Yeah. It definitely works. Um. Yeah, I'm just going through here, the side stuff. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to get to 
I, I think I'm trying to say is that like if this was not a there's two things the length of it again Netflix the length. 13 mm. hours is already too much. A 13-hour movie where each... Well, very rarely is, does an episode stand out as being the episode where that happens. It all becomes so murky. I have a really hard time pinning down these things. And it just feels like if you... Like, there are whole scenes where I'm like, so that could have all been a montage. Like, let's just pretend we're making this story a movie, right? Let's give it two hours, two and a half hours maybe. Probably too long for a story of this scale. But let's just imagine. Okay. Right? There, A, you take out the whole Kilgrave Anonymous storyline, blah, blah, blah. There's like two hours out of the whole show gone straight away. You're down to 11 hours. Um, let's reduce the – as much as we might kind of like – oh, so let's take the Simpsons stuff completely. Let's leave – let's not try and get that um, that dangling sort of thread for next season about MTR or whatever the name of that company was. I can't remember. Um, so that's another – I think it was IGA. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. Um let Aldi, right? The <laughs> the No Kmart. 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 Yeah. Um let that's another two hours out of the show. We're down to nine hours already, right? Mm-hmm. Then let's start taking out the Carrie Ann Moss stuff. Uh maybe an hour and a half there. All right. Nine hours. We've centered this back on just mainly uh Jessica, Kilgrave, and Trish, and then their immediate people around them there that we really need to get get this functioning. You can still keep some of these characters. You can keep Hogarth just in a much more diminished role, yep. et cetera, et cetera. So you end up about nine and a half hours. We've still got a long way to go here. But there are oh, and Luke Cage, we can get into this too. Uh if we take out some of his extra stuff with Claire at the end, Eva, even, or just how elongated that whole thing is, we can probably take out another hour and a half. So let's say we're down to eight hours still. Still a long way off. But there are so many like long-winded, slow scenes with methodic with dialogue that is fine but not necessarily amazing. Or things that could be expressed much more subtly, I think, or even just some sequences that could be montages. Like there are bits where they're talking about how they like they're getting ready for this ambush of Kilgrave and they're like mm. going to get the car and going to set this up. It's like that's a montage. That is 30 seconds out of this out of this if you want to make this a movie. Right. And I just kept seeing this and going, either this has to be an eight hour show mm. like they're gonna do with the defenders, or it could have been a movie and maybe not been quite as in depth, but not being bloated and dragged out and yuck. I don't like the movie idea. Fine. Still, even then, let's get it down to a manageable eight episodes. Eight episodes instead of 13. Take out five of the fuckers. I mean, I... I Perfect. That's all it needs. That's all it needs. It doesn't need more than that. It doesn't have enough can we, story can to we tell. Can we have 10? Can we have 10 episodes? No, not no. 10. Eight. Eight, and keep it really focused on Jessica and Kilgrave because that's where I want to be all the time. Okay. I really I'll feel give you like. Eight episodes. Thank you. I really, <laughs> I really feel like you cut out okay. five whole hours of this show and only gain momentum. Mm. You wouldn't lose anything. I'm not. I'm not getting enough. Like even if you like the divorce storyline, it doesn't reflect a whole lot back on what's happening with Kilgrave. It's. Th- I think the point is. They do such a good job job of exploring Kilgrave with like the episode where they spend time at Jessica's home or mm. the episode with him in the cell or like all these different times that we go through that, that we go through most of the nuances of his, what he represents without yeah. needing the secondary storylines to do it. 
Because that's what your B and C plot, subplot should be doing is like reflection of what the A storyline is doing. And if it's doing it, if the A plot does it by itself, we just don't need the other ones. Rant over. That was a good rant. Sorry. Solid rant. Don't I mean, I, I can't disagree with you. The only way I can disagree with you, which is not from a necessarily an intellectual standpoint, it's simply that I love Jessica Jones, the character. Yep. And so if I get to spend 11, 12 hours with her, that makes me happy. But we didn't spend 11 or 12 hours with her. If we you get spent rid of the, eight hours with her. If you get rid of – well, I don't mind the Hogarth stuff. If you the, Really all I want to get rid of is the latter half of Simpson. Yep. And the Robin and Malcolm stuff. Surely you can replace Simpson with that other detective, right? The, the, the black detective who gets killed early mm-hmm. on. Like put him in that same role. Not in that. Not, he doesn't have like. He doesn't even have to have a relationship with with Trish necessarily. You just need that cop, that mm. like law enforcement element, right? Yeah. He can take that role in the story, mm-hmm. and then you've got that's true. You can totally combine those guys, yeah. right? And so you take out basically any of Simpson completely. You just yeah. get him to fill that role, um, and you're there, and then take out all the Kilgrave Anonymous and. Uh, if you want the Hogarth I stuff, think sure. But even if you could g- grab the Kilgrave Anonymous style, just use utilize it differently. Just it just needs to be when they first like are getting witnesses of Kilgrave's thing, and then she sort of comes up with the idea that these people need to talk to each other. Mm. That almost by itself is enough. Then what you have is one more scene where Jessica's there and. It helps her to crystallize something. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's all. That's it. And you've explored soundboard, it. Soundboard, soundboard. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And you've said enough. You've explored it. You represent that idea. You get your chance to explore it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just because that's the thing. We don't need it completely spelled out for us. Every, not every element needs to be completely spelled out. Great movies will make you go, that little bit made me think of this. And it made me reflect on, you know, this little microcosm of this bigger issue they're talking about. I can't give you a specific example off the top of my head. But okay, that is the vaguest example yeah. of an abstract nothing. I just I just I guess I, I guess what I mean is like you can point towards the idea of like uh like yeah point to the idea of a Kilgrave Anonymous mm. and show its place in this discussion without having to sit there and actually get to know all of those people mm-hmm. and have them have a major forced part of the plot just has to be enough to to let our hero come to some realization or truth yeah plenty agreed do you have any other major notes you want to go over any details or parts of the show that deserve discussion we haven't got to yet okay so i know you don't care about the hogarth divorce stuff yep but i just want to know your reaction your opinion of how that resolved with wendy being Killed. Um, I mean, yeah, it's really interesting. A, that is pretty... The whole death by a thousand cuts thing is fucked. That's... And it's, it's like... I was like dry reaching throughout that scene because like, I'm like, I hate knives, I hate knives. Ugh. It's so awful. That, yeah, it is an awful scene. Really played well by both those actors, mm. particularly Carrie Ann Morris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um but, from the deep south, have we? Yeah. The uh, for no reason. The that is horrific in its nature. It what's the pro is Wendy is the name of the The 
soon-to-be ex-wife. Yeah. The problem with the Wendy thing is that she seemed very... Uh, I felt pretty sympathetic to that character. Yeah, as you should. And She's then, done nothing wrong. No. She's, like, the only she, point... She, she's, she's strong-arming She starts Hogarth. threatening her after... Carrie Ann Morslinger <laughs> has Moss, sent Moss, Jessica Moss. Jones to like harass her. Yeah, yeah. That's when she's like, "Well, fuck you! You just threatened my life." Yeah, totally. But this woman is completely innocent. Yes. Yeah. And it does seem to be her tragic death. Does seem to, considering the amount of time we get spent on that plot, does seem to be just a little bit like poo pooed. Yeah, or I'm a like, little bit forgotten. I'm like, about. Is, that's the ending of that, and now like. Pam, Pam has been arrested and is now being charged with murder. Uh, yeah, and uh, meanwhile Hogarth is back in her office with trembling, with being her like, broken hands. Oh, I've got cut hands. I'm like, I'm fuck lose you. Everything. Your ex, soon to be ex-wife, is dead, yeah. and your girlfriend is in prison. What have you like? You didn't suffer at all, you bitch. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a very weird resolution, that storyline. Again, just because of the amount of time that was spent on it. And then once we once Wendy dies, we have I feel like we just have that one other scene with Hogarth. It's yeah, just that's like it. It's basically done. And it, she just disappears in the storyline. Instead we're getting this Kilgrave Anonymous bullshit. I just want to like shoot myself. Oh. I wish they could have somehow made her important. Uh, to the end. Wendy. Hogarth. Oh Hogarth. Yeah. It's um can st- again. It's all got to do with the amount of time they give her. If you're gonna spend one or two scenes an episode with that character, gotta see that through the end. Yeah, gotta see it through the end. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, because that's the thing that frustrates me. It feels like all that stuff for like I don't remember which episode it was, a thousand cuts, but it was like eight or nine maybe. Mm. All that stuff that leading up to it was just leading up to that scene. Like that's your pinnacle. <laughs> that's where your storyline ends. And then we leave it alone. Yeah. That wasn't worth all the build-up. No, and again, that's the not. reason I feel like it can go because it just didn't. I know as much as you liked it. I liked it, but I'm, I am not satisfied by that ending. No, satis- I'm not. that's just completely unsatisfying. Yep. I was like, oh, it's oh, okay. That's how we're ending it. Mm, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Um, no, I think we've covered everything I wanted to cover. Brilliant. I've got... I'm going to try that quickfire Ooh. notes game again. All right. I've got another fun. bunch of Should I be notes. making these? Do you yeah, want me you, to do you this? Feel free. I think that'd be a fun okay. thing to do. We could go one by like bam, bam, one bam. back and Oh, that's fun. Do yeah. you ha- do you have any tonight? No, because I, I forgot that Sorry, this was a that's segment. Fine. Okay, cool. <laughs> well I'll go through mine. So start the clock. Considering Hope's position in the story, her name is a bit on the nose. Bzz, absolutely. <laughs> there should be dozens of used up ink cartridges cartridges in that room. Bzz, yes. Yeah, where like, were they? They weren't he, there. I hope he's recycling them, getting them refilled. <laughs> oh my god. That was just like that was a that was like fuck ton of ink that was used on those yes. photos. And really like high quality prints, may I say. Yeah, really. Like good quality printer. Really? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Tiramisu. Tiramisu, surely. What? I'm sorry, what's that from? So, what? Wendy has this bit where uh, Hogarth and Oh, Pam, the place. Yeah. And she's like, if she ever orders you the tiramisu, I was like, that's that's tiramisu, but sure, okay, whatever. Maybe they say it different in America. I yeah. looked it up. The pronunciation is definitely tiramisu, and anyone who says it otherwise is wrong. Okay. Because uh, I was like, i got to check this. Well, that's how the Italians say it, is tiramisu. <laughs> Can I have a tiramisu, please? <laughs> Thank you. What was the one? Oh, yeah, it was uh, for Raymond. And I, they were like, the, uh, it was uh, in Daredevil. Claire was like, go for the whatever, oh. for Raymond. I was like, you're not a fucking nurse. <laughs> uh, 
this cop seems to be... Yeah, mod- we've got you there, Rosario Dawson. That's it, yeah. Um, preview of Civ- Civil War right here. Motivation is the same. That I'm talking about. There was the episode, because the episode that... We had this Gretchen from Breaking oh, Bad yeah. was trying hates to the was, supers. Was yeah. hates the supers because of the destruction to New York. Yeah. Uh, where is this guy's camera to take the sort of photos he is? He'd need a big fuck off lens. Surely a PI would notice something like that, especially when looking for the person taking photos of them. Bzz. And they live. Yeah, down Malcolm's the- just got like a needle in his arm and a huge fucking camera. <laughs> yeah, this is just what needles look like now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she could easily get a job as a promo girl or bartender or anything. She definitely does not need to be a sand just as a sandwich to get a job. Uh, much of this episode- maybe she does. I'm sorry. Maybe Where's she the doesn't. Buzz? Buzz. Buzz. So- maybe she doesn't want to do those things. She doesn't want to be a, like a bar girl or like. Okay. Okay. Uh, fine. <laughs> then she's going to be a better job than sandwich person. Look, anything. I don't know what impl- the employment rate, unemployment rates are in New York. Who yeah. knows? In in Hell's Kitchen, it is in Hell's and Kitchen. And also, again, she's isn't got it? a fucking terrible attitude. Yeah, yeah. Even back then, she had a bad attitude. Yeah, so that's going to get her a sandwich job, whatever the fuck. Um, much of this episode could have been montage, talked about before. The mm. you're being controlled ADR lines when Jessica is beating up on his lackeys is redundant <laughs> and silly. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I'm like, what is this? Just every time it's like, you're being controlled, idiots. And no, like, stop it. Yeah. yeah. It felt like a video game, those things. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, things that you keep hearing on a loop. Well, that's what that's how you know they're ADR. Yeah. It's like there was no she don't say that in the moment. No. <laughs> that was added later because they're like, we need to remind people these people are doing yeah. it against their will. That's right. So she's gonna so tell them. It doesn't them. matter if she hurts them. She's yeah, gonna yeah. tell them, even though it makes no sense yeah. because it won't change what they're doing. She's just gonna tell them. You're it's being like, controlled, idiot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's very funny. David Tennant, stop making your bad guys do gross tongue things. Bzz. Barty Crouch? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. It's not... He only does it once, yeah. but I immediately was it like... It really bothers me, though. Oh, Barty Crouch is the I worst. Hate, I hate I love it. David Tennant. I hate that Barty Crouch That performance is awful. It is It's really terrible. bad. Also, that's the worst Harry Potter film is the fourth one. Um, you, you, you can go about your business. Move along. Move along. I was like, New Hope reference. I stopped to write that note and then went, oh, they called it out. That made me really sad. What? There's a uh, in the episode where they he go he's got at Jessica's house and she comes to stay with him for a while. When yeah. they're going to take fi- fix the hostage situation, he says to the policeman, uh, he says oh, to the police, you can right, go about yeah. your business, move along, move along. He doesn't say it the same way I did. He says yeah. it in a completely different tone of voice. No one's everyone always says it the, the Ben Kenobi way. Yeah. They go, you can go about your business, move along, move, move along. along. And he said it completely differently. Right. And my brain was like Wait a what second, that's a Star this? Wars reference. <laughs> I pause, wrote it down. And then she's like, Ben Kenobi. I was like, fuck it, they called it out. Oh. Uh, this is such a dumb plan, Kilgrave in the Cell. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I love the detail that every order needs to be completed literally in some way. So, like, you know the bit where uh, Trish needs to put a bullet oh, in, her in her head? Yeah. And. She's like, yeah. it's in your mouth. It's yeah. in your head. I was like, that is such a great Yeah, I, I like detail. that. Cause, and also because J- Jessica is so familiar with how it works yeah. that she is able to see it that way. Yeah, A virus. That makes no sense. I'm going to come back to that a bit later, okay. actually. This brain forgetting to tell your lungs to breathe thing is silly too. Uh, you can't improve an asshole by making it bigger. I thought that was a great line. <laughs> Telling someone, uh, tailing someone on a Harley, fucking conspicuous as shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Claire, that's cool. Just reacting to Claire. Love seeing the downside of the unbreakable skin. That was clever. Oh, yeah, with the... 
with Luke Cage. Can't get medical help. So yeah, yeah, I just wanted to do want to say end of uh, quickfire comments or whatever. I've oh, put. phew! Did I quick pass? Fire. Quickfire did comments. I... That's actually a better better segment. Quickfire comments. That's quickfire my comments. Quickfire comments. All right. Um, I'm gonna go through my notes and see if I see if you got any. You can add to that too. Yeah. Um, the virus thing. Yeah, I just think that of all the th- a, I just don't think it needs an explanation. It just doesn't. I mm-hmm. like. I don't need to know why Luke Cage as Unbreakable Skin. I don't need to know all of it lean towards finding out why Jessica Jones has superpowers the way she does. Though I mean, it's kind of going to be interesting, but I don't need to know the specifics of it. Yeah, that's, vi- that's why I love that little conversation they have. It's like He's like, oh, experiments. She's like, oh, accident. That's the end of the conversation that her and Luke have. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, cool. Yeah, we, we don't need to know. It's like they are interesting enough without a really long origin story. Yeah, definitely. But the the virus just really, I just, I think if you think about it for a second, it's a dumb thing. Mm. A, the idea that it's an, like it's a airborne virus that affects people when he's in the vicinity. The pheromone made made more sense to me. A virus, just the term virus seems weird. Um, The whole infection thing. What that would do, the body, the rate of infection just seems odd as well. Like a pheromone makes more sense because a pheromone is designed by nature to override your like cognitive and like make you a, like, so it makes you want to do something. A virus, right. I've never known a virus to make you want to do something. Do you know what I mean? Or make you mm. more complicit. It's a very weird term for it. And then the whole thing is the idea of making it more potent or making, or that Jessica could be immune to it. The way that she, again, if she was born immune to it, that virus thing makes a little more sense. The idea that she sort of gained an immunity to it makes less sense. She earned her immunity through righteousness. Yes, right. And that is scientifically accurate, is it not? That's how viruses work. That's right. Yeah, this is why vaccines are bullshit. You just need to be super (laughs) righteous and then you don't need to vaccinate your kids. Yeah. Having a cold is wrong. Fuck me. Um, Yeah, I I just was like, that's just a shitty weird way of dem- like going about that. But I did like that Kilgrave was out, like the idea that he could expand his powers, make them work. That's the thing too. He, didn't he make them work over loudspeakers? Explain the fucking virus thing to me now. Um, I think it's called magic. Yeah, they, and don't, don't question but it. But magic would have been a better explanation. I would have been like, magic, cool. Okay, that's fine. That's all I needed. He's magic. Mm. It's Marvel. We already have fucking Thor. Like, cool. We have... Doctor Strange. Yeah, no, I can't. I really can't explain the over the speakers thing. The virus thing in the hospital. Dumb. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense unless you put it in like the air vents, but it's dumb. we didn't see that. So it's stupid. It doesn't need to be there. Okay. Uh, did you have any quick fire comments you wanted to go through? Um. Oh, did you suspect Malcolm? Um. Did I suspect Malcolm? Of oh, being, being the the dude. I don't think I cared that much. Fair enough. <laughs> I like that Luke Cage doesn't hurt dogs. It made me love him even more. I don't hurt dogs. When they're in the, like the That's placement. a nice character detail, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So I should be buzzing in. You keep asking them as well, sort of frame them as questions almost. Well that's that's how I write it in my oh, quick okay. fire notes. Quick fire comments. comments. <laughs> um, now we're gonna patent that pretty much. I like that Kilgrave literally calls her a thing and then corrects himself. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. I did like that as well. No, he says you're the most like wonderful thing or whatever. He's like, yeah. I mean, person. person. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've just got the sister doesn't work from the wrong show. Annoying as fuck. 
I think we both agree there. Yeah, that's it, really. Okay, cool. Awesome. Let's start wrapping this up then. Favourite and least favourite episode. Favourite first? Favourite first. What would Jessica do? WWJD, which is the one where they go to the her childhood house. Yeah, me too. That was also Fucking my favourite. Right. It's just it's just a great See idea. the two Yeah. Straight up. And it's also one of the one of a couple of episodes you can go, that was That's the what, what happened Jessica in that episode. House episode, yep, right? Yep, yep, yep. And it's cool totally. when you've got that because it just it's great as much as we talk about like we want to explore these things on a season by season basis. These things are episodic for a reason, and sometimes I think Netflix forgets that. And but we- maybe they're changing that. You know what I mean? Maybe they're changing how they want people to view TV differently. Well, this is my problem when then they start to become thirteen-hour-long movies, and they're shitty thirteen-hour-long movies. <laughs> that's my that's yeah, my fickle. issue. But maybe they're thirteen-hour-long movies. Like as thirteen in like, hour long movies. No, that's what that's what a season should be. Thirteen hour long movies, but then they no. It's a just one big thirteen. No, that's my problem. So okay. it's one long thirteen. But maybe hour that's movie. what they want. Maybe that's the, that's what they're going for. Then make them better and make them worth being thirteen hours. If you're gonna make it thirteen hours, you better make me want to like that for thirteen hours. Otherwise, have complete. This is the thing. You separate them into hour long chapters so we can have satisfaction every hour. It keeps us yeah, going. Yeah, arcs within the major arc, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, you're right. I was just posing a question and it got immediately shot down. <laughs> cool. <laughs> no bad ideas. Uh, yes, there I are. agree, though. That was definitely, yeah, the best episode this season. Just in terms of the like, the concept and just because God knows I want to spend more time with just Jessica and Kilgrave yeah, well, being together. Yeah, they're our two main dudes. And you know I love a bottle uh, episode. Yeah. It's the closest thing we got to a bottle <laughs> episode all season. Opposing forces. We see the you know the terrifying aspects of Kilgrave's abilities when he's like you know to the the house staff you know if she doesn't come back peel off your faces yeah. or whatever but then we also see the the subtlety of that power which is when the neighbor comes over and he's you know and she says those awful things and he makes her say it out loud why she's saying those awful things yeah. you're like oh shit because you can see. How that could be intoxicating, mm-hmm. um, and when she takes him to be like the hero and, and the hero, and you're like, oh, maybe this this could be it. Like you mm. yourself as a viewer have that hope, and then you realize he doesn't have that thing, and Jessica will always have to be with him to be like, well, this is right and this is wrong, and just that choice when she goes back to Trish and mm. is like, so what if this is the situation, yeah. and you could like. Save the world. But you have to give up your life. But you have to give up your life to do it and be with someone that you fucking despise. Yeah. And I love that Trish is like, oh, I don't know what I would do. And she's like, like, you're just saying that's because you don't want me to do it. I was like, fuck yeah, that's good. And even that that scene is like, just if you want to talk about that awesome female friendship, well, like that. Right there. That's just great. And I also love that we as a viewer know that Trish would do it. She's Mm. like, well, this is the right thing to do. So that's what I'll do. I think that's great. Yeah. yeah, and I think Jessica respects that, and also feels that way. But she's not so willing to go there straight away. She's she's not a Gryffindor. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. Least favorite episode. Can you go first? Because I'm still thinking. Sure. My least favorite episode is episode eleven, aka I've got the blues. Oh, by the way, you mentioned that all the episodes are called aka something something. Well, do we know why that is? Yes, because originally the show was going to be called aka Jessica Jones, which. I believe, uh, I think it's got to do with the comics, I think. It was had something to do with like Alias, a.k.a. Jessica Jones or something like that. Was right. the name of a series or was a part of her 
It's part of her brand, has been. It was meant to be called AKA Jessica Jones. It then just became Marvel's Jessica Jones. So they went ahead and made them episode number AKA blah, 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 right. which I think is a cute little detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that this one's called AKA I've Got the Blues. Um, this is episode 11. So this is the Simpson heavy episode. We have just had Hope kill herself and Kilgrave try and kill the uh, Kilgrave Anonymous group, which I really couldn't care less about. But that we left on a pretty massive moment there mm. where all of a sudden Jessica's options are completely different. She's in a situation she's like, I have to kill Kilgrave now. There's nothing to stop me from doing that. If I ever had any moral repercussions from that or any other reason to keep him alive, that's gone now. Mm-hmm. That is a great place to leave me. Then you go and spend the next hour fucking around with dickhead Simpson, his stupid red, white, and blue pills. Fuck, No. No, and plenty of time there with the Kilgrave Anonymous, especially at the start when they're doing their like police interviews. And there's that bit. Remember we complained about in Orange is the New Black season two, the love episode where they're like doing the interviews uh, into the camera. They do that with those guys as well. It's yeah. Like, no. Gross. No. <laughs> and the brain forgetting to tell your lungs to breathe thing is dumb as shit as well. That was that episode as well. If you take the red pill, is that why is that dumb? Just it's like. Because then she, like, is actively trying to breathe. It's like, while your brain might start forgetting to breathe because you're consciously doing something else, when you consciously start to think about breathing, pretty sure you can control, like, you'd be okay with that. I can go, look, I just controlled my breathing. You can too. (laughs) You don't need your brain to do it by itself. It might suck to have to do it by yourself for a while until the thing wears off, but she's just going to start choking. I hated it. It was a dumb idea. That whole episode was. Sorry, go on. Okay. I... I'm going to go with AKA You're a Winner, which is episode six, which is hard for me because as much as I love, you know, Cage finding out about what Jessica has done. Yeah. And the, you know, you are a piece of shit. The whole looking for the missing brother thing. Snooze fest. Yes, agree. Snooze fest. Can't we have a way to tie that into the main plot? Yep. He finds out. It somehow then gets in the way of Jessica getting Kilgrave. Like there's something there that's like connected to the main story. But this whole searching for some random dude, for some random woman that I've never met before. The guy who we've only really got attached to because he brings Jessica. Wait, wait, sorry. Is this the brother? No, which guy are we searching for? The guy that's surveilling her? No, no, no. So... Luke Cage comes to Jessica and is like, oh, I, yeah. I need you to find Sorry. I need you to find this can't we find this guy? Oh fucking and hell. And then they yeah. go on that and they look for him, they find him, and yeah. then he gets the file and like I like the last bit where he gets he finds out it's the bus driver, she stops him, all that stuff. Mm. That's fine. But I the whole front middle section of mm-hmm. that episode, what are we doing? Yeah. Anyway, so mine totally. would be episode six, aka you're a winner. I think that's fair. Actually, just another quick fire qu- uh, comment that I mm. thought of. That episode starts with Kilgrave winning that poker game. Mm. Um, yeah, that's not how poker works. There's a bit where he goes all in, right? Yeah. Um, and he puts in a stack that is significantly less than anybody else at that table. And he makes them all go in, and he makes them all fold, and then he takes all the winnings. From what I understand with poker, if you're short stack, you will only earn that amount from each person that puts yeah. in money. They don't have to put all their money in. They can't, yeah, basically. Right. 
They can they just only, have to match, they right? Have, they, they match. If they yeah. go all in, they are actually what they would be doing is matching his amount. Now, maybe they're playing some shady bullshit like- Or maybe just because it's Kilgrave and he said, you're going all in, that means they literally put all their stuff in. Yeah, but that- mm, Yeah. Just, yeah, fine, whatever, metaphorically, <laughs> fine. Sure, yeah, he cheats. He got his money the way yeah. he wanted to. He All he had to do was play a second hand or have a bigger stack than everyone to begin with. I don't care. Anyway, uh, I thought it was a bad detail. Uh, that is it. Uh, oh, we're going to get to our final score and rankings. Mm-hmm. What is your score out of five stars? My score is four stars. Four stars? And we lose it for the latter half of Simpson storyline and the Reuben and Robin stuff. Mm-hmm. And also Malcolm gives me the shit sometimes. Uh, but that, that's it. But I love Jessica Jones. Love Trish. Love Kilgrave. Love Luke Cage. Love all of those dynamics. Give me, give me more, please. Thank you. Yum, yum. What about you, bro? I'm going to give it a 3.5. Yeah, you would. For very similar reasons. And then I add on top of it the fact that this show does not to me to be the length it is. So all those things you can take out of it, it's still too long. Like, it just doesn't need that much time to tell its story the way it does. Yeah. Uh, and also, I didn't like the Hogarth stuff. I feel like that could go too. So, it's like, it's almost just like a ratio amount. It's like, about what percentage of this show is actually Jessica Jones? It's about, se- and Kilgrave, it's about 70%. So, that's what I'll give it. It's a 70% mm. of 100%. 3.5. That's where I land on. Which is, I'm going through, looking at the rankings, that puts it a whole 3.5. puts it a whole point above Daredevil Season 1, which was a mm. 2.5 for me. Did I give it like a two or something? I think you gave it a three. Oh, no, did I? Or maybe you gave it a you might be gave it a two or a two point five even. I think I I think you might have given it a two point five and I was like I was thinking about giving you a three. I'm gonna give it a two point five after right. this discussion. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure. That yeah. was last week. I can't remember. Mm. Do we want to keep watching? What is it, Daredevil t- season two? Well, no. Or let's let's just talk about Jessica Jones. Do we want to keep watching Oh, I would Jessica definitely Jones? watch season two of Jessica Jones. Okay. Without a doubt. Well, see, I'm yes, but without Kilgrave, um, what's it gonna be? Well, it seems to the implication seems to be it's gonna be about that IGA or whatever they're called, the group the that were giving. In case you're Simpson an international listener, IGA is the Independence Grocery Association of Australia. Yes, so it's just a bunch of supermarkets in Australia. In case you're wondering why we're giving that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's. It seems to be going to be about them, is what they're implying. That sort of left it off Maybe. with Trish looking into more into that. The implication that they're behind Jess's powers. Mm. The implication that we'll see Simpson dickhead again. The and generally just the implication that Kilgrave isn't going to be there. And I just don't know if you can tell well, a story well, that's that I interesting. Want, well, I wonder if that might tie more into something that's going on with the defenders because we've got. Luke, what have we got? We've Possibly. got Luke Cage, who's experiments, I think he says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't seen Daredevil season two yet, so we don't know what's no, in that either. Yeah, well, but the chemical, I think, that splashed into Matt Murdock's eyes, I think it has something to do with them as well. Ooh, so maybe that's why they've all cool. come together. I'm not sure. I'm purely just talking out of my ass, but maybe that's... That's really interesting. So they might resolve that before we get to season two of Jessica Jones. I hope that's true because that would be really interesting if they're all connected by that same yeah. company. 
That'd be rad, actually. Well, but I think then, the Iron Fist is something more mystical, isn't it? Iron Fist is, fist, is mystical. More of like a Madame Gao I- type thing, right? Iron Fist is mystical, but Iron Fist is also very corporate. He's a bit of a, um, a Bruce Wayne type where he's like a young right. playboy. Okay. Maybe Ugh. not playboy, but like he's rich, has like a corporation, massive company Great. behind it's him. It's my favorite kind of character. Money. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Sarcasm. Uh, <laughs> the... That's and like I like the one comic I have of Iron Fist I quite like, um, but so even though he is mystical, his who he's fighting might because his corporate stuff right. might still be involved in that same sort of thing. Gotcha. So that I couldn't get behind, but if that's the case, then Jessica Jones season two is even more up in the air about what it's about. Mm. And again, I'm left going, how do you beat Kilgrave as a bad guy? Like, can you? It's such a personal yeah. story. I mean, it's is, can Jessica Jones what they be do. as interesting just as herself as a character with a second season? And I'm a really worried that that might not be doable. That Jessica Jones I, may yeah. have been a one-time only deal is my fear, and that goes into my predictions, hopes, and concerns. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that fear is totally valid, and mm. for the for a long time I particularly when I found out the Defenders coming out, I thought that we wouldn't, we weren't going to get a season two of Jessica Jones. As much as I would want to see more of her, I wasn't heartbroken, but perhaps maybe subconsciously because I would, I felt like, what are you going to do after Kilgrave? I don't know. But, but I have found out we, we, we are getting another we season. We are getting one, which is interesting. I find that interesting. Kind of wish they weren't. I kind of wish they were just going Defenders and then maybe just ending it. Like, like mm. get to that point, tell your story. Move. They've got so many other characters that'd be interesting to do. Maybe if you know your stories are basically done, move on. Move but on. maybe they. It's quite possible that they know something we don't. That's brought. true. <laughs> it's true. They might have an amazing. I, know, story. I do have a little bit of distrust for the net because I'm for all the hype I've heard about. That's the, that's where I'm at, at the moment. Right? Mm. Is everyone seems to think that Daredevil season one. And Jessica Jones is the best of the five seasons they're at so far. And I'm kind of ultimately a bit meh on them, especially Daredevil. I am still fucking hyped. Season one, Jessica Jones, I fucking love it. Yeah. Daredevil, I've never connected with. So I've never understood the hype around that. I've heard good so. things about Luke Cage, but the discussion around Luke Cage never extended as far as Jessica Jones did. Mm. And uh, Daredevil season two, I've heard very mixed things on. That it's like half the season is good as half of it is bad. Although, right. one of the things I'm looking forward to that is that from what I understand, it's kind of split in two halves. Okay. So, you've got like a season, a first season storyline, then a first half storyline mm. involving one character in particular, and then a second half that involves a different character. So, it like, right. so it's almost like two mini seasons. I'm like, oh, I think that would okay. work better. Yeah. Like two mini arcs. Two arcs, yeah. Two seven-hour arcs. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. So, I hope that's true. Um and then Iron Fist is apparently atrocious, so I'm actually fucking. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that because that could be very funny, very very funny. Uh, it's 13 hours of awfulness, though. We're it's, not talking. No, about... it's not. Iron Fist is less. I swear. Oh, let me look that Ooh, up. Oh, really? Oh no, I thought it was shorter. Fuck. Yeah, that's I gonna thought be it was shorter. Fucking. I thought torture. it was like a mini series. Oh no, I thought be... that was gonna be fun. Torture. Now I don't have anything to look forward to. Defenders will be eight episodes. That'll be good. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> I mean, hopefully. Let's let's see. On that happy note, <laughs> we'll finish the podcast for tonight. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so by searching for us on Facebook by looking for Hunting Seasons, on Twitter at HuntingSCast, by emailing us at HuntingSeasonsPodcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at BGordes, B-G-O-R-D-E-S, Damask. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Maskymoo, M-A-S-K-Y-M-O-O. Thank you very much to Sean Kirkpatrick for our wonderful Hunting Seasons logo and graphics. You can find his work at seankirkpatrickdesigns.portfoliobox.net or by searching for at Draws or at Comics on Instagram. And also thank you to Jordan Calavis for our Hunting Seasons theme song. You can find his work at soundcloud.com slash classic J-Rex. That's classic J-R-E-X. Uh, if you'd like to review us and give us some positive feedback, in particular, you can do so by going to iTunes and we would really appreciate it if you did because mm-hmm. that goes and helps us to be noticed by other people. goes a very, very long way. Please consider doing that. Next episode will most definitely be about Daredevil's Daredevil Season 2. <laughs> that was next in the list, Roz. I keep worrying that it's Luke Cage next and I keep forgetting, but I'm 99.9% sure Richards. it's Daredevil, Daredevil Season, season two, 2 first. Yeah. So we'll get there, followed by Luke Cage, followed by the Iron Fist. In the meantime, thank you once again for listening to Hunting Seasons. We will see you next week. Bye for now. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.